You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop's World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. You get that? Hello, welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, December 17, 2014. Last show of the year. How's it going, Peter? It's going, it's going all, all right. right. Looking forward to uh, you know, I you know, I think I can hear I can hear uh, I, know it is. Uh, I, I think I can figure it out. Uh, uh, ta-ta, ta-ta. Hey, hey, momentary oh. uh, fix. No, that no, should that's do it. No, no. I think it's uh, on uh, Rob's end, but uh, we'll, we'll deal with we'll that. Deal with that. <laughs> we are looking forward to a big night. We have, uh, Rob Saul is our guest. We'll have a chance to chat with him. It's been a while, and uh, you know, uh, you know we've, we've known Rob for quite a few years now. Huh? Mm-hmm. He's gone through a lot of different things, and we got a chance to talk to him. He's got a new show coming up next month. I didn't know that when I booked him. So, so there you have it, man. <laughs> Worked out. It yep. worked out just fine. And uh, of course, AD will be talking to Anthony Davis a little bit later tonight. And uh, he's got plenty he wants to talk about, as always. Oh, How's your week been, man? It's one of those it's one weeks of... where not a lot of fun going on, but nothing horribly. <laughs> and then the rain hasn't helped, so I haven't gotten a whole lot of riding in. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just I don't know. It's, it's that time of year when the holidays. Yeah, it's on Rob's end, so I'm going to have to have him fix something. I had to put him on mute and uh, bypass him for a minute because it's kind of like a it's kind of noisy, man. He's used to getting bypassed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to get over it. Uh, yeah, um, so uh, we'll we'll deal with that in a minute. Yeah, that that static is coming from Rob's end, so uh, you know I bypassed him for a minute, and we'll we'll, we'll deal with that during the break. Uh, we got T Bone's timeout, and I'm sure T Bone's got a lot to talk about. It's been a big busy yeah, week, some big stuff going on yeah, there. Yeah, you had a tournament this last week, you said. Yeah, yeah, had a tournament on Sunday, Kendo. You go up to another, go up another uh, degree. No, no, those are the promotions. I missed my promotion opportunity uh that was last month because uh it conflicted with one of my kids activities ah so that's that right happens. this is a tournament where i i got in two fights and 
I lost. I didn't do well at all. <laughs> Actually, it was an odd thing where I, I thought I'd won. Uh huh. In fact, I, I left the court thinking I'd won. <laughs> and it wasn't until I went to see who I was fighting next that I saw that I hadn't won. <laughs> and I turned to somebody and I was like, "Did I? Did I not?" And and that somebody was somebody from our, our dojo, and she's like, "I thought you won too." She's yeah. like, and then later my sensei, who's one of the very high-ranking guys, he came up to me and he says, "You, they made bad call." <laughs> you got the point, but they got give. Oh, jeez. Like, oh. <laughs> that was frustrating. He didn't throw the red flag out there? Because yeah, the way it works is there's three judges on the court. Right. They're the ones who make the call. Then there's another set of judges at the table. And their their job is to make sure the rules are being followed. Yeah. So had they given an illegal point, he could have said something. Had Had there been some dispute about like <clears throat> the the legality or the ruling like how rules are done right he would have been the final say but when it came to giving points it's the purview of those three judges and apparently all two out of three have to agree ah. and apparently one gave me the point the other, two, the other two, two gave it to the other guy, <laughs> and he like and my, this guy's not a guy to normally say anything. So it, the fact that he said it, you know, yeah, I don't know. In some ways, it made it worse because I was like, because <laughs> I, I didn't get my next fight yeah, in. Exactly. Like, it's a little frustrating day for me that way. Uh, I gotta but, imagine uh, so. But what you gonna do? What are you going to do? You go to the next tournament, which is in February. That's what you <laughs> do. do it all over again. You do it all over again, and hopefully a uh, call goes your way. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Swoops World on the Top Story Radio Network. We'll be back. We'll be talking to Rob Saul, and this is Michelle Mangione. This is a new one from her called Skeletons. Back after this. Some other place, a world without design. This is not the path that I would have chosen. Reaching for your hand as if it was a crime. Are you? Swipe your defenses 
forgotten I am not confused Wicked, scarred, or broken All these words they use To hide the simple fact One day we can learn to live in love in this place With our arms wide open There's no reason anyone should ever to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, there's a sharp phone on the wall, and you're listening to Swirl. And welcome back to the show. Uh, you're living, listening to Swoop Swirl on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we're happy to have as our guest tonight, Rob Saul. How you doing, Rob? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good, man. Oh, like delay, delay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was me unmuting my soundboard. <laughs> I started talking before, you know. I'm, I'm still as great as producing as ever. I see. Yeah, you, got, you, lo- you lost your edge, I think, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Been on quite the hiatus. You have. Now, let me tell, you, let me tell our, uh, li- our new listeners who, who don't know Rob is... Rob Saul is a uh, broadcaster that we uh, we've uh, known for quite some time. We've been on a few stations together. We've guest hosted on each other's shows. We've been guests on each other's shows. He's the former host and founder of Night Views Radio, as well as the Rob and Trav Show. And, uh, apparently, there's no more, but there's going to be a Rob Saul show coming up uh, in January, huh? 
Yes, January 6th. I'm firing up the old mic. I have the studio set up. That's where I'm uh, uh, where I'm calling you from, and I'm I'm getting the feng shui back in here. I got the the lava lamp, the soundboard. I, I'm ready to go again. Um, but uh, yeah, it's January 6th. There's no uh, it's it's Nightviews Radio still Nightviewsradio.com, but it will be uh, just the, the Rob Saul show. And actually, the only person ever to fill in for me in the Night Views Radio Robin Trav show history to fill in for me will be sitting in with me on the first show, and that's uh, uh, Travis's ex girlfriend Nikki. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, no, no, let me. Uh, I mean, you know, let's can we talk about the demise of the uh, the, the team? You and uh, we. This is like a uh, Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson or somebody breaking Say, up. What's going on, man? Oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Travis and I have always been a uh, a good radio team, and we've always had great chemistry with radio and uh, um, and and kind of a, a laughter and things. We got a, a we we got along, and we grew up together. We you know thirty thirty one years, but just Travis and I, I guess, don't seem to see eye to eye on uh, morality, and uh, it's just my. Uh, my life has taken uh, a turn for the better, uh, I think. Um, I, I'm no longer with my wife. Uh, my wife and Travis are together. Um, <laughs> and uh, listen, I could either get really, really angry and uh, and rant and rave, but I'm not going to do that because uh, there's so much. I, I would say with, when this happened uh, – there's so much uh, uh, bitterness and uh, like self pity. I've I felt sorry for myself for yeah, the yeah. Uh, the the first uh, month after the demise of my marriage and re- and relationship. Um, but now, I mean, it's it's just like totally opposite. I, I realize I've been uh, much happier, and uh, I've just been a more a more positive person. I've reconnected with friends and family, and uh, I, I I really have such a great support system in my life, and it's amazing. So when people come up to me sometimes when they know the whole situation, they go, "Oh, I I still can't even believe this. I can't believe this happened to you. I'm so sorry." And I'm like, no, there's nothing to be sorry about. I I feel blessed. I I feel like I'm a blessed person i i never realized i had so many great friends and family i've never laughed so much i've never been happier i i wish things didn't go down the way they did between me and uh, my former co-host and, and my wife and uh i think life takes people out of or yeah life uh, the, the the gods the goddesses take people out of your life for a reason <laughs> and uh, i would have never parted ways with my wife. I would have never divorced her. I took uh, my marriage very seriously. And I would have always been friends with Travis, but they took themselves out of my life. And uh, I've been much happier. And I wish things didn't happen the way they did. But I am happier. And uh, I guess that's all I have to say about that. Well, good. good. You know, when people go through tough times and stuff, and you said, you know, you found out you know, you had this huge support system and stuff like that, and, and, and it always helps you bounce back eventually. But, you know, in the beginning, I mean, it, it's, you know, it takes its toll on you. And, you know, how did, how did you deal with the day-to-day, in, you know, in the beginning stages? Well, um, 
I had a full-time job and I, I really had a great support system at work. Um, and I, I loved going into work every day and I made money and I was doing good and I was felt yeah, very independent. But uh, life threw another curveball and I worked at the uh, Revel Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. I had a full-time job there. I also had an entertainment job there. Um, and I was making great money, but uh, unfortunately, they closed. And yeah. uh, they closed a month after the end of my relationship. And um, it was another curveball, but I, did, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I felt like everybody said to me they thought I was going to snap, but I didn't. I, I remained calm. And I I, I mean, I'm just really <laughs> – been... Rob, everybody knows. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I, I'm really just I, – I feel like I'm a much more positive person. I'm doing so many uh, positive things and have such great uh, connections and uh, energy with people I meet and my, my friends I hang out with and just things I do. It's uh, – it's been better, and uh, and I have a, I mean, I have a beautiful daughter out of this marriage um, that I adore, and I was separated from her for months, and although that was not good for her, and I don't think it made me happy, um, I think it's turned out to be good for everybody because I've realized uh, I'm a much better father now because when you raise a raise a child. Every day, sometimes it starts to become a chore and uh, just an annoyance, and I think that's what it, it became to me. And uh, now, I mean, I, I think I'm a much better father, and there's not a day that uh, a minute I spend with my daughter that I don't appreciate, and that I'm not having a great time. I'm not just getting through it; I'm having fun that's being a dad. Well, what? what uh... I mean, what sparked the, uh, the you know, the, you decided know, to come back on the on the radio, and you know, you were, uh, you know, you were off for a long time, and you you guys had gone off before, kind of the, the, all this stuff broke as far as you know the the listeners and, and other most you know most of us knew. So, um, and I I knew yeah. some of it had to do with work and everything, but uh, and I know this is something you love to do. Uh, How did uh, you decide you're going to come back and do it, and uh, what 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 helped you pick a date and get get your uh, the radio juices back? Well, I'm glad you asked that because the the date, uh, I just wanted to start sometime in the new year. Uh, I do love to do it and, and life uh, kind of throws curveballs at you and, and gets in the way. Uh, but I realized it's something I love to do that I wanted to put you know some time and, and energy towards. But um, I picked the date. I was looking for a convenient date and I was going to do it on a Tuesday and then I realized the first uh, week uh, Tuesday is on January 6th and um, that is when we started Night Views Radio January 6th 2009 and uh, so it's kind of going to be a rebirth of of me trying uh, radio again and and doing things again and it's going to be six years that I've been doing it um, under uh, Night Views Radio. I mean, even Rob and Trav was still with nightviewsradio.com and just this thing we started in, in 2009 just to yeah. kind of be heard. What, uh, hey, we started in December 09, so we're, we're both 09 babies. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's going to be the new format? I mean, because, you know, those, you know, I, I, we've all remembered, you know, you as, as you know, the Rob and, Rob and Trav, Rob and Trav, and you guys 
uh, you know, you do your interviews uh, as a kind of a tag team thing, and uh, you know there was a good there was a good radio chemistry there. Uh, what's going to be a new format? Are you going to have a, a, another co-host? I know you mentioned Nikki's going to be there the first show. Uh, yeah, what's I mean, going to happen. She really wanted to uh, get back into radio, so she may be here every week doing it. But I, I I can't sit in a room by myself and do radio. It's just not me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just have to. I have to have an audience, and not just people that I can read what they're saying in the chat room. I actually got to hear somebody laugh at my joke. I got to hear somebody cringe at a joke. <laughs> Anything. I just need some sort of emotional reaction that's not just reading a, a line in the chat room. So I'll always have somebody there, and it's really not going to be much of a. A format change. We're still going to be kind of like a fun show, interviewing musicians, celebrities, comedians, and uh, I know Nikki wants to do a lot of stuff with uh, with music, and uh, you know, and she'll be here the first week, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, from then. But she's been great, uh, you know, support system uh, as well around here. She's. Uh, you know, showed up and uh, testified in court. So it was. Uh, she's a she's a good girl. You know, I mean, just <laughs> and I'm sitting here, kind of looking at each other, and I, and it's just kind of you know, it's a question's got to be asked. You know, you said that uh, you know, Trav and your yeah. wife, and now you're doing a thing with uh, Travis's ex girlfriend. I mean, uh, you know, what's going on here, man? <laughs> no, Nikki's got a boyfriend. I'm not uh, interested in Nikki as a relationship, and we actually don't talk that much. But uh, when when I do talk to her, she always expresses an interest of uh, doing radio again. So I told her that she uh, could come do this uh, whenever I started it back up again, and uh, she will. That's very that's cool. very cool. But uh, you like you mentioned it, and 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 you know we all remember. You know you've you've interviewed some some pretty uh, prominent guests yes. over the years. Uh, in the same, you said the format's going to be similar. You're going to still kind of get the same uh, types of celebrities and stuff on. Yes, I, I will try. I don't know. It's uh, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. It's just like uh, I'm hoping. Life, life has been great to me uh, uh, lately, but it's just like it's so hard to get that motivation and drive I had uh, back as, as far as radio as I did back in like 2009 through 2012. I don't know, 2013 and 14 kind of uh, I just had no motivation. So I'm hoping 2015 that I'll be back to what Night Views Radio used to be and was something that made the news and people talked about. And, uh, you know, and that was all from just a, a super passionate drive I had to do something with this program. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people, you know, just from talking to people who, you know, that I run across or meet or people that i known in the past and, they, they ask you about radio and stuff, and and I think they lots of times don't real, realize the amount of effort that goes into booking guests and getting the types of guests that you want to get on the show, and and you know it it takes up a big portion of your day to day activity. It does you know, to to do those things, and you know, I mean, it have, sounds I mean, like with the money we make, it's worth it. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what it is is, I mean, people. It sounds uh, when you do a good radio show, internet radio or regular radio, it should sound effortless. It should sound 
you know, like there's no struggle, like it's just an effortless process. So I think that also comes off as maybe that, you know, uh, people that don't do it just think you just turn on a microphone and start talking. But yeah, there's exactly, it's just like so much day to day and hour to hour and close to the show, minute to minute, like uh, details you got to dive into. When you, uh, when you, when you, when you stop over the, over the, over the time, time. Um, uh, over uh, the last, uh, you know, you know months, months of this year, and you, you said you kind of lost a little, a little of your, your drive, you know, last year. Um, I know, I know you, and I know you, you put a lot of effort in, in, in booking guests, you know, far in advance and stuff like that. Did you, did you run your course with the people that you had already reached out to, or did you just kind of say, you know, we're, we're on hiatus for a while? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I didn't really keep in contact with anybody. In fact, I was super bad with that, and it was a super stressful time, and it did stop abruptly. Um, it was actually we had a sh- show scheduled uh, one night, and we hadn't been doing shows in months, but we had this comeback show, like another comeback, and uh, we had guests booked, and uh, we were ready to go, and sort of things started to come to light and it was a mess and the show never happened. And, uh, I had two guests that were waiting to call in and, and be on that. I just never even like reached out to and, and told them that, you know, it was just like such a, a heat of the moment thing that, uh, the last show being canceled. Uh, and one of the guests was uh, Susie Meister. She's a, a comedian, and she was on a reality show, Ro- Road Rules, and she uh, briefly uh, co-hosted the Jake Pentland show. She uh, actually, you know, unfollowed me from Twitter. And really <laughs> but you're used to that. <laughs> very unhappy with me. The uh, the other guest is was more understanding, and uh, his name is Joe Luckenbill. He was a, a musician. His grandparents are actually. Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've had him on the show before, haven't you? Yeah, he's yeah, been on the yeah. show a lot. So uh, uh, Susie's been on the show too, and we've had a great time with her. But So for January 6th, uh, Joe Luck and Bill will be on. He's, we actually wanted to uphold our, our – uh, well, even though it's a different show, different kind of thing, uh, I still wanted to bring the last uh, people that were booked. So uh, I doubt you will be hearing from Susie Meister, but <laughs> – Joe Luck and Bill will, will be on the program. <laughs> yeah, I remember you were, you were gearing up some stuff because uh, you know I, you, we you know a bunch of us called in and you, you did some recordings and uh, you know you sent me the thing. Uh, we played it for a while. Um, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew you were gearing back up at that time, and then you know, uh, yeah, I was gearing up. Yeah, to start start the shows again and and get get her going. Get her going. <laughs> Oh, old pal, Michael Knight, another former co-host of Night News Radio. How many of your uh, former co-hosts or fill-ins do you actually still communicate with, man? I mean, you know, those are a lot of of burned bridges. Yeah, I actually, um, let's see, uh, the co-hosts are are Travis. We're we're done. His ex-girlfriend, Amy, I don't talk to her. Um, Who was next? Double K. I actually reached out to him recently and uh, I actually called into his show. And uh, he's still as goofy and wacko as ever, but uh, you know, I always uh, I always like Double K, and uh, he 
uh, I went on uh, rampages and he annoyed me a lot of the times, but uh, I like double K. Uh, let's see who else. Michael Knight. He doesn't talk to me. Uh, Carrie Francis. I think she's doing a show with Michael Knight, but uh, I don't uh, have any communication with her. And that's it. So I don't have a communication with anybody but double double K. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh well, you know, maybe you you, you can always um, you can always call. Uh, god. What's her name? What's your name over at Z Talk? Ah, uh, well, uh, Zita. Give Zita a call. She, you guys, were, you guys were tight, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, we're real tight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I, uh, I guess on radio, a lot of times I came off as a as a douchebag, but uh, I'm, well, I'm, a lot. I, people, uh, we say a lot of times, or it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of yeah. I mean, you know, it's like frequently. That's relative too, right? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I may be worse now. That this is will be the first time ever, by the way, that I've broadcasted as a, as a single man. And a lot of times, I felt like I was holding back because I was afraid of uh, uh, what my wife would uh, think. How'd but that worked out for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out well. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I am. I am blessed, Swoop. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, 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 is when it, listen, preaching the choir here. When it comes to shit going wrong, sideways in a relationship, and and you know, it, it's never any fun. Uh, you know, well, you're black. You you guys are used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a well-educated white man. How <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> graduated high school. <laughs> Once again, well-educated is a relative term, too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the white, though. <laughs> That's what I just said. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I barely graduated high school. <laughs> oh, well, and see, and see, you haven't lost your edge, so that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> or well, a bad thing in court. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. Well, you know, it's always, uh, it's always, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, I always enjoy listening to you, and I'm, I'm glad, glad to hear you're going to be back and get a chance to, to see what's happening with you and, and see what, where it takes you uh, from here on out. So that's cool. And you're, you're still going to be, uh, it's still going to be Night Views Radio, and is it going to be consistently on Tuesdays, or just that's just the day it's going to start back up? You know what? I was thinking about that today, and uh, today I'm, everything's like minute to minute. Um, and I was thinking, I don't know. Do I? I, I don't know if I want to do it every week. If I have the time to do it every week, maybe I'll do it once a month. And then I was thinking, maybe twice a month, every other week. I don't know. I'm still in that uh, phase. I just know that I will be doing a show on January sixth. Huh. All right. All right. All right. So it should be shortly thereafter. We'll start hearing about people that are unfollowing him and yeah, he's then, pissed then, off. That's <laughs> will ensue. <laughs> now, is Jake still talk to you? Or what? Yeah. You know what? Jake and I have uh, talked and uh, he actually helped me. I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, actually, when Revel closed, I wrote an article about working there that was in the actually, Atlantic. I, read that. I did. I did. Yeah, it was in the Atlantic City Press. I've written. Uh, Almost few- brought a tear to my eye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also um, I wrote a few articles uh, about uh, this whole process of getting divorced and all this uh 
uh, kind of thing that's going on. And but but nobody's uh, publishing that. They're saying it's too intense. So um, maybe I'll just like a uh, uh, blog stuff. I don't know. What am I? I'm a blogger now. Oh god. But um, uh, but he's the first guy I ever get divorced. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but my he's your first. Give me a break. <laughs> My shit was like Jerry Springer uh, <laughs> divorce. Like I don't know. That is true. <laughs> well, my part wife is pregnant by my cousin. I'm the next <laughs> From a double wide to a single wide. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I've been doing a lot of writing, and uh, so. Uh, I'll continue with that. I think I like. Oh, but anyway, yeah, Jake. Uh, that's what I was. I was trying to think of the subject we were on. Oh, Jake. Yeah, he helped me write a couple of these articles, and actually, his mom, Roseanne Barr, uh, read one, and and she sent out very supportive emails to me, and uh, she reached out to me and was very kind, and uh, yeah. But I don't. I don't talk to. I talk to uh, Jen a lot. Uh, uh-huh. The the uh, Jake's co-host on the Jake Pantland show, we but all know Jen. We all know yes. Jen. She's been, she's, she's been a co-host on our show once. Yes, but um, no, I haven't really. Uh, I've stayed in contact with the cult, Jake's cult, but I uh, I haven't talked to Jake in in months now. Now the cult used to torture you, man. I mean, you've pissed them all. You pissed every one of the cult members off on more oh. than one occasion. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, Jake Pentland's cult. I mean, they're they're not too hard to piss off, and. Uh, <laughs> But they're very forgiving people. <laughs> you are changed, man. You've never said that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, who else are they going to be saying? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't kill me. I love the cult. They've, a lot of them have, have, have uh, reached out to me, uh, you know, via telephone, email, and they're very supportive. And and these are these people can be very vicious. You know this, Swoop. Yes, yes, indeed. So indeed. I was waiting for a few like, <laughs> yeah, a zingers like of the people that I pissed off about the uh, deterioration of my marriage, and uh, I didn't. I got uh, total support, so that was awesome. Well, Brody says he's your biggest fan. <laughs> oh well, there we go. I, 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 I don't know if he's uh, serious or not. You and Brody have gone back and forth a few uh, on more than one occasion, also. Well, Brody, he's now he's now eighteen. He's an adult, so I can call him anything I want. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean Brody was listening uh, since he was like fifteen or sixteen. He was, uh, you know, listening to our show and and Jake's show, and we know Brody. Brody uh, has had words with everybody. I mean, he's like uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I said it was like me as a kid, like. Uh, <laughs> Well, you had your own version of the uh, of the whack pack, and uh, uh, are those are all all of those going to be uh, you know uh, going to be joining joining you again at times? I think. I well, I, I would hope so. I mean, I, a lot of the I know a lot of uh, uh, Jake's uh, cult will be listening, and uh, um, I don't know. I I haven't heard from Josh the Virgin in a while. He's very strange. I think he's still a virgin, but uh, maybe I can get him to call in. Uh, who else did we have? I don't. I don't know. Uh, who, who was? Uh, what's his I name? W. Michael. Uh, oh, CMW. CMW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he blocks me and unblocks me on Twitter every other day, and uh, he 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 he's dying for attention. He'll, he he'll call in anytime, and then he'll quit in the middle of the interview, and then you know a few weeks later he'll call. We'll get him to call again. 
I'm going to be the guy. And then I'll, I'll tweet about it 50 times. I once was on radio yesterday. <laughs> well, I got a tweet. Somebody wanted me to ask you about Victorville Dave. Victorville Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Victorville Dave. I haven't heard from him. He's the one. Um, I took you guys used to be on. What's that one with the uh, Stickum, right? Yeah, Stickum. Oh, that was good. Uh, what was it? A Brick House Radio. I, we 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 killed it on that uh, network with uh with viewers. That was awesome. I love that place. But yeah, Victorville Dave was funny. But he was the one of the ones that I knew wouldn't be uh, forgiving at all when this happened. <laughs> and because everybody heard about, it. I went into a uh, secretly went into like one of the chat rooms where a lot of those Brick House people, radio people, were in and. and I guess because I was still friends with them on Facebook and Twitter and stuff I uh, posted. They interpreted it, and uh, they were going to town on me. <laughs> See, Brickhouse Radio was uh, – no, no, we, we were never there. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of dangerous for a black guy to be on Brickhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't take too kindly. To <laughs> I used to see what you guys what used to be said in your uh, your little chat room there. I'm like, did you find every hillbilly uh, this side of frickin' uh, Mississippi to to uh, come through your uh, show there? <laughs> I don't know. They came in in the thousands. <laughs> I, I mean, that that really uh, uh, prepared me for for radio live because that's not what radio is supposed to be. Just sitting there talking to a chat room. But you started for me. It was it was mentally uh, challenging, and I, I really built up. I thought some skills like handling like off the cuff shit because I would have to come back and respond to all this fucking. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I don't want to say negativity. I mean, <laughs> stop. But it's, uh, ch- challenges. Ball busting. I know that. <laughs> Well, it's good that the, you're still being uh, you're welcomed back, uh, you know, over, you know, over the, uh, yeah, you know, the months the month. and, and you know because you know some of those people should, they do have an axe to grind with you. So, uh, well, I'm the sure fact that they, the fact that yeah. they welcome you back is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I uh, you know people are are, are a lot uh, kinder and uh, there's better people in this world than I've ever expected. Uh, you, I mean, you read so much negativity. I've dealt with so much negativity. And uh, you forget that there's there are actual kind people out there. Well, I think Breaking lots of times, when, you know, no matter how we, you know, how we uh, talk about each other and stuff like that, you know, especially people we, you know, we turn it, you know, you tune into each week to, you know, to break your balls and whatnot. Um, you know, as much as they like to see you, uh, you know, stumble, nobody wants to see you hurt. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I think that's uh, kind of what, you know, a people, to, people don't to like to see you listen to your show. Yeah, people don't like to see you succeed, but they don't want to see this happen. Took it too far. Well, yeah, I mean, you succeeded the whole other ball game, man. Come on, then you, <laughs> then you forget about the little people. Yeah, I remember in one of the articles uh, that Jake helped me write. He uh, wrote a line something about, uh, you know, about uh, the things you've done and whether you deserve this. And then he said. Then I sat, and he was he was writing as me. He was giving me help on a article I was writing. But he said, "I you know," he says, "I sat and I thought, and no one, nobody deserves this." And uh, I was like, "Yeah, that's right." And, and I think you know, a lot of times when stuff like this happens, um, you do start to uh, beat yourself up and 
think you deserve a lot of the uh, of the things coming to you. Uh, and I think in a situation like this that's so bitter and nasty is that uh, nobody sees the good in, in anybody. And you can – everybody has flaws and you can sit and uh, pick apart anybody's flaws and forget their good qualities. Right. It's easier to do that and and make them their whole persona and – just build their whole character and uh, whole persona as as the bad qualities you see them or that you see in them. Well, that's true, but I mean, you know, realistically, you did ask a lot for us to dig that deep to find your good qualities. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I'm only fucking with you, man. It's it's uh, you know, you and I, we go way back, and uh, and we, you know, out of a. all the people in this this internet radio business, there's only a few that you know that I I've come you know I've come across and met and dealt with and done things with you know via the internet and stuff that you know I still have a you know internet relationship with you know I mean, yeah. I mean I think you mentioned Stacy and, and, and a couple others but you know I can count them all on about four fingers you know and, and you've been one of them so. Uh, and I know that I don't burn bridges like you do so the fact that you still have people that's a good thing. We got her done. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody does stupid shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you so, you you sound like you're looking forward to, to, to coming back into the into the realm. Just uh, You just don't know how, how deep you want to jump in yet. Yeah, I mean, I would love to, to, to go back to, you know, the days that we we were on CBS and that we were making page six news and and uh, people were talking about the program like it was going to be an up and coming thing, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, we still you see. I mean, Night Views Radio is still never like a a mainstream program by any means, but we were just to to get that far. It took like a lot of fucking work and dedication (laughs) (laughs) that's true well you know here's an interesting thing and i just thought about this Uh, you know you mentioned the blogging that you've been doing yeah um, but it sounds more like you put your name to jake's words Uh, Uh, i'm just saying is is, is, are you writing it or is he just is he editing you you said he's you've mentioned several times that he helped you write this so uh, and you know we we talked about your your your, your basic high school education i'm just wondering uh (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it's it's the one thing he wrote that really stuck out to me is what i read to you and that's really like the only line or two that he wrote himself as me the rest of it was like 95 percent me and then he told me stuff that i should take it or he'd say i think you really need to emphasize on this topic more um just something like that well, yeah, but, but, the, but, <laughs> but that but the line, that I, the, the line you know, i've written stuff and had peter you know look it over and then make some changes so i understand that but uh, you know i'm just i'm just curious just, just asking all right, I'm, I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> How dare you imply that I'm plagiarizing Jake? <laughs> That's called a ghostwriter. I'm just saying. Yeah, right? yeah. Plagiarizing is when you steal. Yeah, I mean, uh, somebody <laughs> willingly gives you. Oh yeah, he gave it to me. I didn't steal yeah, he it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It just helps you write your story because maybe you just can't articulate it. That's all. I'm only asking, man. I'm just asking. It's, you know, it's my job as an interviewer to, to uh, you know, get to the get to the point. No, I, 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 always, the I, I always like Jake, and, and him 
and his mom, I always thought were really good writers. I've read a lot of stuff they wrote. So I asked for both their opinions on it. And Roseanne really just said it was really good. And I uh, had a few choice words about my wife. And uh, Jake, um, he you know, said, I feel like you need more of this and more of this. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, like a line like this. And I said, oh, I like that. I'm going to use it. All right. Oh, that, that, yeah. That's good that, information. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure Roseanne gave you good feedback because you know, I have to admit, uh, you know, I, I watched her on Last Comic Standing, which uh, I thought she, you know, you know the, the judges there were all, I thought they were all pretty well, pretty good, but I thought she really gave some very <laughs> important, you know, advice and yeah. criticism and compliments to, to each of the contestants. And, you know, the thing about Roseanne, she doesn't hold back. She says what's on her mind. She, you know, she's, you, you, you take it or leave it. But I thought she, what she usually have to say, had to say uh, made a well, lot of sense. Uh, uh, even if I didn't agree with it at times, I, thought it always, I always thought it made, made a lot of sense. And because she does that work and does that job, she knows that industry, they should definitely be listening to what she had to say. So I'm sure her feedback, even on this subject, was uh, pretty, pretty good for you. I mean, it was so great. I was a comforting thing uh, when I'm going through. I mean, because, you know, in my head, because, you know, Roseanne talks to me or retweets me or, or emails me. And now, you know, she's like my new best friend in my head. But, but like, seriously, me and Roseanne are not friends by any means, uh, like on a constant conversation. Uh, how, he's, trying to, he's trying to make it sound that way for a minute, didn't he? Yeah. All right, just check it. So I just want to make sure I, I didn't come off like, a, yeah, well... Rose and I were even. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I reached out to her for her opinion, and, and, and she knows me from doing stuff with Jake and from Twitter. And uh, she uh, was nice enough to read this and uh, email me and, uh, you know, show some support. And for me, as someone who grew up with her, as like, watching her on television and just being like so funny and you know i think everybody thinks they can relate to roseanne she was like america's mom in the 90s like she she went away from that whole uh beaver cleaver image and uh so i think everybody connects with her so it's it's like easy to like automatically in my head pretend i'm now like i'm I'm like a son to roseanne (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's ask Rosie O'Donnell how she feels about you. <laughs> Come on. Now. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, that's cool though, man. I, you know, it's, it's good that you actually were able to reach out and she actually responded. Yeah, but um, you know, I think that's that's cool that she took the time to actually. Uh, in, Not on Twitter. Uh, she emailed you. me, Peter. <laughs> And she read my article. Right. Hey, lighten up, Francis. <laughs> it's all Peter. I know how he is. <laughs> well, Rob, you know, as always, man, it's it's a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, I'm looking forward to the to the new show. Uh, that, you know, this January 6th. It will be on NightViewsRadio.com. Yes, there we go. It's going to be on uh, uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Dude, you got to push it back by at least an hour. Come on, come on. Or push it back? What do you mean? You need to come on at 10 p.m. Eastern, which is 7 o'clock, and then, uh, you know, most of us on the, you know, uh, those of us on the West Coast, you know, we still, I mean, T-Bone's still working at 6 o'clock, and I'm usually at my kid's soccer game. Yeah, push it back about an hour. Come on. I'll, I'll, I'll think about uh 
switching it just for you this week. Change my whole fucking agenda. Uh, See, that's the voice of reason right there. <laughs> yeah. See, but Peter finally can agree with you on something. <laughs> yes. uh, you can listen to it on the, on the TuneIn app, and uh, you, you can do that. You can go to uh, listen.robsaul.com. Uh, or you could just go to nightviewsradio.com where there'll be a chat room we'll have there and uh you know we'll be we'll be streaming the program nice nice we'll be getting her done we're going to be getting her done well bro it's a hey, as always a pleasure to talk to you and uh you know hey happy that things are are looking back up for you and uh Great. all the best man and uh look forward to to hearing you know I'll call in and you know, give my two cents uh, yeah i was going to ask if uh, you would ever sit in and and host on uh, the the Rob Saul show oh hell yeah man you know me all right awesome i'm there i'm there for you all right <laughs> done all right brother hey thanks a lot thanks for staying up late on your end and uh we'll talk to you soon all right thanks Swoop. thanks a lot rob Take rob care. saul everybody uh check him out nightviewsradio.com uh, and be coming back to the airwaves on january 6th uh sometime in the evening uh, I, i'm banking on seven pacific you know 10 eastern but uh you know we'll see I'm sure he'll be tweeting it out. You can follow him at Rob Saul on Twitter, and uh, he's on Facebook also. We're going to take a quick break and come back and uh, do some beer tasting. This is uh, It's Okay, and this is called Dream. They'll be our guest, uh, I think, the second week we're back in January, and uh, we'll be back after this. i 
My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. What's up, guys? This is Jarrett. This is Patrick. This is David. And we are Haster, and you're listening to Swoops World Radio. Yeah, baby. Welcome back to Susan, the Talk Star Radio Network. T-Bone's in the house. What's happening, brother? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great, man. How's it been? It's It's been. Yeah. It's, it's another week. Another week down. You're almost uh, almost looking at some uh, some uh, vacation time here. T-minus two days. Yeah, but who's coming, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of shit that's supposed to be done by Friday that's not going to be done. <laughs> going to go ahead and roll it over into 2015. <laughs> FYI, thing. if uh, if if you uh, if you need to know what, uh, what T-Bone has to t- uh, turn in and you're expecting it, he just said, uh, don't expect it till it's 2015. It's on the deferment plan. <laughs> I filed for an extension with the feds. There you go, man. <laughs> Don't know if they received that filing. Uh, who cares? Who, how's your week been, man? It's been, it's been cool. I mean, I, I, uh, I was actually hoping for rain during the daytime. This week, like we got this rain at night, which is nice. But I was like, man, I don't want to plan anything. Just fucking rain. Let's just rain so I can put on a movie. (laughs) I was gonna put on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation too. Probably would have got a lot of complaints, but I don't really give a shit. You weren't gonna put on the uh, the interview. Now I'm now I'm tempted to, to find it. You if know, you can I'm, find I'm it, I'm sure yeah. that there's a hacked, uh, stolen version of it out there now. So, so it's not going to be released. Yeah. We bow down. It's in the, and I think anytime uh, you take James Franco and Seth Rogen away from the world, you're making it a sadder place. <laughs> Those are two of the funniest fuckers on uh, the planet. They are, you know what, every t- I just before Rogen opens his mouth, I start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that anytime they get together. Oh, yeah. There's so much weed Nonsense. going on. Just, I mean, great brainstorming sessions, I'm sure. I would love to just sit in on one of their creativity sessions. I got a feeling that uh, even Snoop goes, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're, uh, they're, some funny, they're a couple funny guys. Man. I guess we'll just have to watch Pineapple Express on Christmas uh, uh, Day. Uh, that's a, that's a, a little that's substitute. A great, that's a great movie. <laughs> When they're dancing around in the woods, it's just like, holy shit. 
Who thinks of this? I wonder if it's actually thought about. <laughs> How much Some of that, that stuff just, just happens. Turn on a camera. Yeah. Re- reenactment? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. So we're out. Uh, <laughs> Well, let me tell you, uh, we're, this is our last show for 2014. Uh, we'll be back uh, January 7th, 2015 with guests Bob Whelan and Isaac Ruiz. Isaac Ruiz played uh, Mondo on Chico and the Man. He was Chico's best friend. He'll be in the studio with us. And Bob Whelan is a, uh, he's an amazing, uh, amazing individual. He's a paraplegic who, uh, he's, I think he's the only one who's completed the Iron Man in uh, Kona. And I think he completed it twice. Uh, several other marathons. He's uh, he's uh, run. Uh, not, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's a public uh, inspirational speaker, a motivational speaker. Uh, he's he's won some uh, awards from the military. Uh, just if you if you just Google Bob Whelan, W I E L A N D, uh, and you'll see all the great things he's done. And so they'll be in studio with us January seventh. Uh, a couple of good guys. We we'll look forward to that. It is now time for what Peter is um, commonly referred to as the best segment of the show. The most important. <laughs> the most important segment of the show. Most important segment of the show. I, I wouldn't argue the first one. Either one is accurate. <laughs> and here it is. It's time for Brewski's, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Row Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewski's, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy Wednesday, and as I said before, welcome to the most important part of the show. And and since we don't have any guests in the studio, I'm not offending anybody, as I, as I often do. Uh, clown shoes is what we're drinking tonight, and I have a sneaking suspicion we may have had this one before, but I also have a sneaking suspicion that that's okay, because I, I seem to recall we enjoyed it. But whether that's true or not, Clown Shoes is uh, the name of the brewery, <clears throat> Space Cake Double IPA. These guys are out of Ipswich, Massachusetts, and uh, I don't know what they're what they're doing while they're making beers, but they come up with some crazy labels, and uh, and they come up with some crazy uh, stuff to write on their labels. So here's what they have to say, and I'm not making any of this up, and it's going to sound a little bit nonsensical, but I didn't write it. Why are Miracle Mike and his dog Bionic being chased by many evil laser beam shooting cupcakes and two giant layer cake motherships? Like I said, I didn't write this stuff. Because we're straight up lunatic fools? Well, maybe. But with a few brain cells left remaining, we managed to craft Space Cake Double IPA utilizing citrusy mosaic hop and an immaculate West Coast style malt backbone. Dude, Chill out. <laughs> Enjoy some space cake. Nine uh, percent by uh, volume there, and um, it's a crazy that that whole thing I just read to you is the description of what's on the label. So you can only imagine that, or get to your computer and and uh, look up Clown Shoes Space Cake Double IPA. So that's what we're drinking tonight. Ziggy zaggy ziggy zaggy. Oi oi oi. Salud. Salud. T-Bone, you're up. That's where you use the ghost for nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like clockwork, it's man. The pressure, man. <laughs> it's choosing not to be bothered by the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is certainly a frothier 
one. It's partly because of my pouring skills. Uh, hmm. It's got a kind of interesting malt to it. Like, I don't know. Like, something's a little, a little afoot. Um, <laughs> I know it is a double. Maybe it just tastes a little bit more of the of the hooch, but I don't know. I'd... Something's a little off with this one for me. I just I can't can't quite describe it right now. Pedro, well, on Fridays, our favorite thing, my wife and I, is uh, we we get a flight of bombers. You know, really, these, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, four <laughs> or five, and uh, you know, we there's a progression we go through, and and usually uh, my wife's favorite drink is. Uh, Ruination IPA, and that's the last one because that name is aptly named uh, Ruination uh, because once you have it, it pretty much you can't have anything less hoppy, right. and without having it taste sweet. So this would be uh, a beer that would have to go early on in that flight. Uh, it's very yeah because we and we do uh, we do the very hoppy IPAs generally. And uh, while this has a fair amount of hop, as, as T-Bone was saying, it's got a lot of malt as well. And so it's a little bit on the sweet side, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just you got to drink it at the right time. You know, it can't be uh, it can't be coming after something that is drier and less malty. Um, I like it. It's uh, it's interesting. It's got a little, like T-Bone was saying, a little something that I haven't quite figured out either. What exactly? It's not an off. It's a different. Um, but I think I like it. I like it. I, I, you and I tasted something uh, prior to the start of the show, <clears throat> and uh, you know that that came with a big, a, a bit of a punch. Yeah, this yeah. to me is a similar taste, but a lighter version of it. I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, accurate. I think uh, you know it, it, <coughs> it has a little bit of the sweetness with it. It, uh, um, you know, the coming, the coming, you know, some of the malt that comes with it. Yeah. But uh, I do enjoy this beer. I think it's uh, like you said. If you were if you're drinking in flights, it's gonna have to come early on, right? Uh, based on what we normally like to drink. If, yeah, if you're drinking IPAs, this yeah. has got to be one of the early right. ones, right? And uh, now, if but, you're drinking pale ales, ah, you could, this could come later, later you know. Exactly. Uh, so that's kind of where it is in the spectrum there, yeah. But uh, overall, I think it's a, I think it's a well made beer, and to me, it's got a, a decent taste. I'm not getting the the the, the, the off that you, that you got, um, but that to be said, it might be because of uh, what I followed, you know, what I proceeded with, what proceeded right. with. So, because that was a lot more pungent uh, than this. So, uh, I, I, from what I'm getting right now, I, I really enjoy this beer. T Bone, a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best. I am going to give the uh, Space Cake a 6.5. 6.5. Peter. I'm going to go with a 7.5. Ah, and I'm going to go with, I'm going with a solid 8. Um, so, uh, 7.3333333333. Exactly. Peter, what are you eating with this? Uh, this is uh, one of those middle course type of meals, uh, uh, beers, I should say. Uh, it's... Your burgers, it's gonna go with the meats, it's gonna probably be too much for your earlier courses. Uh, some spicy food, but not too spicy. This isn't uh, 
you know, douse the uh, the flame sort of beer. Um, so big hearty meals, you know, that's what this is going to go with. So you're, you're, you know, I think this is sort of like your cab salve beer idea for those of you who are wine snobs. <laughs> Clown shoe space cake, 7.3333333. And uh, T-Bone liked it less than uh, I did and uh, less than Peter did, but I liked it a little bit more than Peter did. So uh, there you go. Oh, good, man. It, 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 did, it did make a passing grade in the spectrum here. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, beer tasting segment, Brewskies. Sponsored by drinkswinespirits.com. That's Brewskies. Sponsored by drinkswinespirits.com. <laughs> Go there, join the Beer of the Month Club, and you get a box of beers each month. Is that better, guys? A box of beers each month. <laughs> From all over the uh, the world, depending on which one you pick. And uh, they're all craft brews. And it's a good thing. And when you do so, you actually throw a few shekels our way. Helps keep the lights on. DraftKings, man. All righty. Those of you who are in the Constellation Round this week, it didn't have to be, and it doesn't have to be. Get yourself on over to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings. Pick yourself a new team. Have some fun with it. Uh, you got some interesting, interesting choices at this point in the season. We've got some starters hurt, some folks who have been shown the bench, including a certain uh, well-paid man in Chicago that we'll probably talk a little bit about later on tonight. Uh, the cool thing with DraftKings is you pick a new team every week at your leisure, and you don't have to stick with the same crappy team if you got stuck like with the 11th pick of the draft and every guy that you wanted got snapped up the pick before you. Uh, so check it out. It's on the right, uh, or it's on the, the the main Swoops World page. There's a banner ad there that says DraftKings, or you can go to swoopsworld.com/draftkings. Get yourself an entry for free into a giveaway of an awful lot of money, money an amount of money that I just can't even fathom at this point so and probably never will <laughs> given the near forecast here <laughs> check it out draftkings audible.com audible.com is uh, all about uh, listening to books there's uh, go to audible.com audibletrial.com no AudibleTrial.com forward slash Swoops World. <laughs> uh, I'd had it for a little while. Um, if you go that way, you will be able to uh, sign up for the, the monthly subscription and get your first download for free. Um, Audible.com has over 250,000 titles. Lots of great talent <clears throat> and, uh, is reading these books or enacting, in some cases, these, these books. And... Uh, you know, you can be. I I, I listen to them in, in the car, uh, on those long drives that are kind of boring, or in the plane, or to drown out my kids in the background. Um, he listens a lot. I, listen a lot. Uh, I know Swoop does a lot of listening as he's cycling, and yes, he's, he's working his way through all seventeen Jack Reacher. Nineteen, but 19 uh, I took a I took a I took a break this week. <coughs> And branching out, the, uh, I'm finished it already. But the keeper, the keeper, uh, the keeper. That sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah, it's Tim. Um, I just drew a blank, man. The goalie from the U.S. national team. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, God, how, did I, how did I do this, man? 
getting old, man. Mm. It's a great book, though. It, it is a it is a really good book. Uh, Tim Howard. Okay. Uh, and it talks about you know the World Cup. You know he, oh. he set that record, fifteen saves. Yeah, that's uh, he right. Talks yeah. about you know he's he's uh, OCD and has Tourette's. He talks about all that. It is probably you know uh, one of the most detailed for me uh, soccer books. Uh, you talking about. Yeah, he talks strategy. Talks about a lot of different games. He talks about the players, uh, you know, and players that we've all heard of, and his thoughts on those players, like Ronaldo and uh, mm-hmm. Altidore and all these guys, and uh, as well as just it's inspirational, and it, it's probably one of the best sports books that I've ever read, and you know, I, I really, 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 truly enjoyed it. So there you go, yeah. uh, <laughs> full scale endorsement. Yes, um, indeed. Audible trial forward slash soups world. Uh, we'll get you there. Uh, if you go that route, we'll earn a few pennies. Or you can click on the uh, Audible trial, audible, uh, audible.com uh, ad on the top of the page. That's the easiest uh, way. That's what page. I did. Yeah. Uh, and check it out. It's uh, it's very enjoyable. Uh, obviously, reading books is fun. Uh, sometimes you, you, like I have found that, uh, that times where I would just like turn on the radio, uh, like cleaning. You know, then you got to clean or put tedious type of stuff right. where normally I would put the radio on, you know, or, or a jam box and hook up to like whatever. Um, I find myself putting my headphones on and it's a lot more pleasant. So yeah. I, uh, there's a lot of great opportunities to do this. If you're a reader, uh, uh, check it out. For all your fitness needs, go see our good friend Jack Nunn over at Roadworks Fitness here in Long Beach. If you want to get fit, stay fit, uh, train for a specific event. Check out Rowworks. Uh, he's got indoor rowing, a boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. He also has a triathlon training uh, academy type thing and a, a triathlon team called TriWorks. So if you're into that, uh, check him out, uh, R-O-W-O-R-X.com. Give him a call at 562-688-1716. Located at 5750 Boathouse Lane here in Long Beach, California. If you let him know that Swoops Roll sent you, your first week is free. Biking, Where to Bike, Orange County. Where to Bike, Orange County is a book that I wrote. Uh, it's part of a travel did, series. Did you write it or did Jake Pentland write it? Uh, no, I wrote it 100% me, <laughs> me, me, me. Uh, I even took the pictures and uh, I wrote all the miles with and a lot of times friends and family. And um, I, I mapped it. So I did it all, man. You gotta write another one because I'm in better shape to write, yeah. write more writing now. <laughs> if I could find someone to pay me to do it, I would do it. But Where to Bike Orange County covers the 80 or so best rides in Orange County. 30 of those are kid rides, 50 something are adult rides. Uh, geared for the recreational cyclist, they cover uh, you know everything the very casual four or five miles with lots of things to do. I like to call it the date ride. To the much more challenging 50, 60 milers uh, with hills and headwinds and, and all that. Each ride has a an accurate uh, ride log, a map, which ties into the app, which also which ties into Google Maps. Very useful, and uh, lots and lots of cool pictures. Swoops in the book, so check that out. Uh, the book can be found in the local if you're in the Long Beach, Orange County area, uh, local bike shops. Uh, Barnes and Nobles, REI, and of course, you go to the Soups World homepage or any of the pages and click on the banner ad. It will take you to the mega store 
Amazon who will deliver it directly to your doorstep. If you go that route, Soup's World will earn a few more pennies. So check it out. Where to bike, Orange County. And uh, you know, the uh, the good thing about that is, and he, you know, he mentioned that it has a has an app, uh, a companion app to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you're ever lost and you have that companion app, remember that you have that companion app <laughs> and use it. <laughs> it's useful. It's very useful. <laughs> so, you know, some of us have forgotten it at times, uh, <laughs> which Peter will remind you if he knows you. So uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely, no, you know, I actually have ridden some of the rides in the book uh, and. You know, I got to give you total credit and uh, props. Um, it been the, the turn by turn, and it, you described it exactly as it was, as it was on, in the ride I went on. And you talked about if you're going this direction, you're probably going to go with the wind. You're coming back this direction, you're probably going to hit headwind. It was exactly as you described it the entire the entire ride. So, uh, props to you, man. It's a good All book, right. and it's uh, it's well done, well done. All right. <laughs> so uh, check that out, give that a try, and, and uh, look forward to uh, you know. Seeing uh, you guys pick it up and you'll enjoy some rides there. You listen to Swoops on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Anthony Davis. And uh, this is J.D. Nash, 55, back after this. Heavy hearts and dying hearts having no rhythm
Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hello, this is James Eday from the Dub Rock Duo. Just wanted to let you know that you're listening to Swoop's World. Welcome back to Swoop's World on Talk Story Radio Network. And, uh, 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 oh, you got the thing for the garage because somebody's going to be coming in through the alley there in a second. Um, we, uh, we will be calling Anthony Davis here in about uh, three or four minutes. We have a chance to chat with him, see what's happening with that and all that kind of good stuff. T-Bone, uh, real quick before you, I know we got a timeout coming up and we're going to talk to AD, of course, but... Uh, mm-hmm. You, you watch any good game? Uh, you, you guys, uh, you guys, your uh, your Chargers. They looked good for a little bit, and uh, what happened? Uh, Got to give their defense some credit. Got to give their special teams uh, very little credit. Um, <laughs> and you know, last week against New England, uh, New England blocked a punt and plowed into the punter and. Mike Cyphers, who's one of the better punters in the NFL. He's out for the rest of the season, I think. Um, so they had to bring in a new punter this week. That didn't really affect anything, though, but the field goal kicking was bad. They missed two field goals, and the offense was just brutal, man. <laughs> that was just, I, and I was driving around doing errands and stuff on Sunday, and so I found the radio station the game was on, and I'm trying to listen, and... All of a sudden, there's pass interference, and they get the ball first and goal at the seven with like you know a few minutes left. They they're down two touchdowns and need need to really do some otherworldly stuff for the W. And uh, and then Ashley gets out of the car. She's like, "You can just wait in the car." And I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go into the store. As soon as she closed the door, Rivers throws a pick, and I'm like, All right, <laughs> "I'm going to the store." I'm going to the store. Now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling, bro. <laughs> I do so much of that. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I just, you know, I, I can't watch this shit anymore. I can't listen to this. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So uh, I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> so that was, you know. You still guys are still have a shot at the playoffs. Though, yeah, right? yeah. They they need uh, they need to finish strong. They need a little help at this point. <laughs> but they need they need Baltimore to lose at least one. Yeah, and they need to win. Pretty much, they need to win them both. Yeah, 
Oh, good luck. Uh, you know, it's always good to see some Cali teams left. Uh, uh, I think you're the only Cali team that still has a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah, San Francisco is done, uh-huh. and the Chargers play at San Francisco on Saturday. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that goes well yeah. for the great golden state of disarray. <laughs> but we'll see. Good night. <clears throat> good times. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, give uh, you know it's about time to see uh, first of all monster contract. Well, it looks like uh, he might be out of the thing there. We're gonna give um, uh, AD a call here in just a second. Um, oh gosh, uh, screw this up here. Let's see. Uh, let's see if he picks up because you know sometimes we have to do this uh, quick hang up thing. You know. <laughs> Uh, let's get it. Shut up. We're going to get his uh, intro going. And we're gonna... How's it going, man? Well, right now I'm smacking on an oatmeal cookie. <laughs> We'd like to welcome back Anthony Davis to the show, five-time national champion, football, baseball, collegiate all-star, uh, as well as uh, NFL, CFL, USFL, and uh, what else we got? The W. The WFL. We got all kind of FLs. All kinds of FLs. He could have been. could have been. Could have been an MLB too. Also, man. You know. So we uh, we're happy to have him on the show. How you doing, man? Doing fine. I'm master of all of them. <laughs> he's an overachiever, man. He's a five-time national champion, five-time All-American. He's the man. Uh, we we always enjoy our chance to chat with AD. We're gonna jump right in on it, man. Let's talk about. I think I told you. Uh, briefly, I was watching, uh, you know, 30 for 30, another, uh, you know, another uh, great show that I like. And uh, they did a whole uh, uh, two-part thing on the U, University of Miami. Uh, and yeah. if anyone has a chance to watch it, watch it. It's, 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 you, it's a time investment because it's like four hours total. But they talked about, uh, you know, the troubles they went through in the 80s and, and the sanctions and things like that. Um, but, you know, you and I, and, and we've talked on this show a lot about, these schools recruiting, you know, uh, athletes and whatnot. And, and what they actually did is, is they, they targeted uh, – the, they had a coach come in there to change the program around. He targeted local athletes in the community, uh, gave some guys a chance that would have never had a chance at a, at a, a college education. And, uh, you know, throughout the times when they end up getting sanctioned, these guys, uh, they worked some different things to, to continue to get these kids a chance to get an education. And one of the things was they lost a lot of football scholarships. And one of the coaches thought, you know what, we can, we, we can still get some outstanding football players without the football scholarships, give some of these, uh, these kids that aren't going to have a chance in education. Um, but a lot of the speedsters that are legitimate track stars. So he went and talked to the, the track coach. 
And he says, look, I got this guy here. He's a speedster. He's a football player and a track athlete. Well, how about you give him a track scholarship? So they got, even though they lost all these football scholarships, they were able to augment their, their team by giving some of those football players track scholarships. And they had to be a legitimate track athlete. But still, they were, you know, and Santana Moss was one of the guys that benefited from that. What are your thoughts of like some of these sanctions these guys get, and is this a good way to get around that and and, and still you know help a kid benefit from the from the uh, the experience? Well, first of all, you know you can get around some of it, but a lot of it you can't. But some you can. If you get a legitimate kid who could really run or just run decent enough in college, and then also you can swap them over to football. That's one way of doing it. Then also you have to have the walk-on situation. But but that was a new, that was a good maneuver that Miami did because they definitely targeted in terms of the violations and everything else. But, yeah. but I would say that was a great move on the coach's part to be able to coordinate with the track coach to do that. Then also the, the the kids who could run had some football skills and they had to develop them. They had really had to work with them because right. if they were strictly a track guy that they can play a little bit of football, they had to develop them. Because I remember once. When I was at USC in 1971, just looking at the talent of the speed of John Carlos, they tried to get him so much until he could run. I beat everybody. He couldn't catch the ball. He couldn't run the routes. <laughs> you know? It was something about the track phenomenon. Yeah. Well, we, we saw, I think we saw what San Francisco tried to do with Ronaldo Nehemiah and didn't, it didn't fan out. I mean, the guy couldn't take a hit and uh, – he didn't really catch the ball real well, but I mean, he was you know he's the fastest guy in the nation at the time. So I mean, you actually have to have a, a you know a, a guy who, and I'm pretty sure you know the thing was they they actually targeted football players who were also track stars uh, for right. Miami as as opposed to just finding some speedster out there and trying to make him into a football player. So I think I think that was a great thing. One of the interesting things that I saw too also was that um, they they mentioned that. Uh, you know, these guys were told, you know, taking they taking payments from like Luther from uh, Two Live Crew and and some other uh, booster type of thing, and they and they kind of put some graphics up. and And I know you spoke about this on a, on another show today. Uh, these athletes, these these athletes, they, 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 their meals were covered during the week, but for the weekend they were they were uh, they had they had a stipend of thirty dollars a day. And we're talking, you know, two hundred fifty pound linemen and and whatnot, and thirty bucks a day. Uh, for three meals, uh, just I, I don't know if it calculates out real real well unless they're you know buying their groceries and cooking in their dorms, which most of them weren't doing. Well, basically thirty thirty dollars a day is not that means that means you got to really budget. In other words, you got to spend seven bucks roughly on each meal, and that means you better go to those special type places like Denny's and and McDonald's and all this kind of stuff and get and, and get burgers for a dollar. You know, that's what you have to do. That's basically what you have to do with that kind of money. When you got a 300-pound guy, he needs, he needs to have a nourished meal. Right. You know, the calories these guys burn and how they work out. I mean, come on. You can't, you can't, live, off, you can't live off of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I believe as the NC2A makes more money, you gotta, you got to spread the money. Even with all other sports, you've got to allocate the money to these kids so they can live and they can eat. I mean, like the story about the university, UConn, UConn University. You know, uh, had a guy went in the NCAA, but he couldn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> went in the NCAA, couldn't eat. Couldn't eat. He's going down the dorms, asking people, you know, I need, you know, you have any food? That's appalling. I mean, you got kids that get exploited on these basketball courts and these football fields and all the sports. But you have to, look, when the price of living goes up, the money has to go up for the kids. 
And I don't know how they got to do it, but they better look at their budgetary at every university and say what they can pay to all these kids because they got to share the pot. As the two major sports grow, which is football and baseball, and football being king, basketball and football, you have to do, you, you got you got to allocate this money and allocate more money to these kids. Because they are the heart and soul of the, the athletic programs. Well, it's interesting because you, you mentioned it and, and we talk about that. You know, they were talking to a lot of these athletes. And a lot of these guys, you know, they were talking to are people we recognize. Or they, you know, they, they made the pros and whatnot. But they're talking about, you know, here I am. I'm playing. I'm playing on in this team. You know, we're, we, we were national champions. We went undefeated. We did this. We did that. You know, they're talking about sanctions. They're talking about this. And they're asking, you know, did you did you take a ride from somebody? Did you did you get into a club free? Uh, you know, you know, this, you know, in South Beach, did you uh, did you let somebody buy you a meal? And the guy says, you know, I can't even buy the jersey, my own jersey that they're selling, you know, out there, you know, in the in the in the uh, in the sports shop there that you know people are wearing in the stands. He says, I can't even afford to buy my own jersey. Uh, and you're asking me, did I did I did I take a take a meal from somebody? He goes, hell yeah, I took a meal, man. I mean, what the hell? And it's like it's not because I was trying to buck the system. He says, you know, I looked at these guys as friends. Um, these guys as friends who decided they wanted to take us out and you know to show us. He, he says I wasn't doing. You know, some of these guys says I wasn't doing anything I wasn't doing before I came on. You know, came on campus here. You know. I, uh, you know, I go to clubs, I hang out with my friends, I go, you know, sometimes my friends would pay, sometimes I would pay, because, you know, a lot of these guys said, you know, one thing about this this documentary was the, the, a lot of the people they interviewed were straight up blunt about it. And the guy said, you know, like, I carried a gun all my life, I was slinging dope, you know, I was a good athlete, he said, but when I entered the campus of Miami, that didn't, my, my lifestyle didn't change, uh, uh, you know, much about the way I was, how I grew up. So when somebody wanted to take me out and buy me a meal, he says, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that it was this NCAA thing. He's just like, hey, listen, I've been partying all my life, and I've been getting free meals all my life um, from friends and whatnot. And I looked at it that way. Is, is it wrong? Maybe so. But he says, you know, the thing is, is, um, you know, we as athletes, we bring a ton of money into the school, uh, you know, we understand there was a promise of education and, and I got to give one of the coaches credit because he raised their graduation level up from, I think it was like the 30 percentile to the 73 percentile. So, you know, they were going to class, they were doing the things they should have done. But the question is always going to come back to student athletes, the amount of money, the amount of revenues they bring into campus and what are they, you know, what are the benefits from that? You know, and, and a lot of people say, well, they get an education out of it, but you know, when you look at the big picture, is it is it you know is it all equal? No, it's not equal. I mean, and, and, and as everything as college sports has progressed over the years, it's, it's got more difficult for these players. Look, if you take a kid out of the hood and you take him to a predominantly white campus or a predominant campus around the country, first of all, that's a culture shock to him anyway. And half these kids are coming from poverty stricken, by one family household. And that's what they're doing. And they struggle and they hustle all their life to get a meal. Half these kids didn't even know if they're going to eat a meal doing it. And, and I'm, and I can say that happened to me. So I know definitely what they're going through. So it didn't change. It's likely just changed when you got on that campus. Right. And, and, and they really wasn't focused on, you know, to the letter about you know, what you can do and can't do. I mean, they probably, probably figured that out in the sophomore junior, sophomore junior year. But even still, even giving them knowing the policy of the institute, they're still going to take that. And the more the profile of a school like a SC or Miami or Ohio State or Alabama, the focus is on them anyway. But I can guarantee you there's kids all around the country that are doing that. 
it just more the high profile school, the more, the more the high they're going to be on. There's a lot of kids getting away with it, but I think they should treat what's, what's What's the problem with giving a meal? The problem is, look, you got a big balloon out there now. The NC toys making so much money, and the kids are saying, hey, well, I need to get in. And some of the savvy kids are like, wait a minute, I'm part of this. I'm part of this machine, this money machine. How come I can't get a meal? How come I can't get my jersey? But that's what they're thinking about. That's why they have to revamp the whole NC2A rule book, period. Either throw it out, start over, because it's like it's a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to that in the NC2A. Hey, you can make millions of dollars off these schools, and, and probably the, the prominent ones are probably making most money. And you're going to tell them these kids can't go out and get a, a decent meal? You got a 300 pounder pounding every weekend, you can't go out and get a meal, and you got the off thing where they really need it when they're training? And they really need it when they're studying. I mean, you need you need to have great nutrition when you're studying books too. It's just not doing the season; it's off season too. It's got to be a year-round situation when it comes to uh, this whole situation. Right. The money needs to be shared fairly, and they need to change. Everything's got to be changed. We're not we're not playing in the 1960s or even the early 70s. We're in the 2000s. Things have changed. You got to deal with the change. It uh, yeah, it was a it was very like I said, it's a very informative uh, documentary. It told a lot about the school. It taught a lot about the NCAA. It even talked about how the NCAA got caught violating rules that in an effort to try to you know to pinch pinch individuals that were involved in uh, their investigation. So, you know, they're not, they're not without, uh, you know, they, you know, they, they're not without their own troubles and the NCAA is not perfect. And, uh, you know, they were, they were, <laughs> they were using some pretty shady operations to try to, to try to prove their point too. So it's interesting. Uh, it's something we're going to fo- continue to follow. Uh, there's something that needs to be changed. I don't know what that is. Um, but there's got to be something going on there for all these kids that are actually out there and just generating just mega amounts of revenue for these uh, for these universities. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I think NCAA overall makes more money than NFL. I mean, you know, you look at all the schools; they make more money. Yeah. Look at all the divisions; they make they, more they money. Make more money because they don't got to pay the, the uh, athletes. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> that's, right. that's why. I that's why they got to revamp how they, how how they they got to revamp how they do things now, and they got to tear up whatever they're doing and start fresh, or revamp it and start giving these kids more money, more stipend, whatever it is. Whatever it is, give them more stipend. Right. You know, you see that. You know, what, what are they going to do? You can't sit around and expect these kids to. You ride in line and stuff, and, and you know, and, and be scrutinized. Tell them you got to change what you got to. You change got to change. If, if everything's changing in college sports, you got to change. Right. If, 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 if you made ten dollars from ten years ago, now you're making forty dollars. Well, you, you got to give. You got to give the players too. <laughs> Three dollars <laughs> is something. You know, if, 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 if a kid was eating a, eating a eating a little small Big Mac hamburger, and, 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 and then and then and then you're up there eating two Big Macs. You got to give him up at least a quarter pounder. <laughs> the supplies to go with it, and maybe apple pie. Definitely the apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a turn. It, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't understand that mentality. Yeah, we're not playing in the 1960s. We're in 2014. Exactly. Exactly. If, if, if the money changes, everything has to change. If the money stays still, then that's a different story. But the money's constantly going up every year, every year. 
Let's uh, let's switch gears a minute. I want to read you something, Ad, and I want to get your thoughts. Uh, and you and I, uh, we've, we've mentioned uh, you know something about uh, NFL contracts and such. But I, I want to read the beginning of this article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read about a couple paragraphs. It says Colin Kaepernick is not going to get the, all of his 126 million dollar contract after leading the San Francisco 49ers to consecutive NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick was rewarded with a record seven year, 126 million dollar contract. But after the, uh, his nightmare season, we are already seeing that that contract is not nearly as big as everybody made it out to be, and he could receive as little as $25.9 million of the $126 million. The contract signed last summer gave Kaepernick $12.3 million signing bonus and a 2014 salary of $645,000. Kaepernick was supposed to get his first large salary of $12.4 million in the 2015 season, but because of the way the contract was worded, that salary is actually going to go down to $10.4 million. Uh, it goes on to say that he had bonuses, uh, $2 million each year if he made the first or second team All-Pro, or if the 49ers uh, don't play in a Super Bowl you know, the previous year with 80% of the snaps taken by Kaepernick. A lot of, lot of, uh, lot of little things in that uh, contract which m- made it, up to a $126 million contract. Uh, pro contracts, are they all written with all these different stipulations in them? Well, we always hear you know, so-and-so is the highest paid NFL, name the position, ever with this huge contract. But then when you hear something like this, it's kind of misleading, isn't it? Well, you know, a lot of it's misleading. Some aren't, some aren't. You know, the thing is, if they're late with incentive bonuses and stuff, that if you, if you, if you accomplish this, you're in the top 10, if you do this, if you make the Super Bowl, you go to the Pro Bowls, if you finish in the top five in passing, you know, you, you got all the things that kick in. But I mean, some people don't have it. They just have flat out, I want, I mean, if I sign a $40 million, for example, if I sign a $40 million deal, I'm getting $20 million guaranteed, whatever happens. Now, you have situations like that. Now, if you got stuff laced, like if that's the true contract, that's very deceiving because that's not $126 million. Right. If that's if that's what you're saying, but but you know a lot of these guys. Not only some people get if you get a forty million dollar deal and you have twenty million guarantee on top of the bonuses, you might get more than that twenty because if if, if, if you have a good agent and structured that way, like you take like like a lot of people don't say Mark Sanchez is doing great. He doesn't have the, the notoriety, but he's got the money. <laughs> <laughs> and so. You so, but see, his thing is his thing was not like because look, he took the jet to, and, and, and I don't know his contract, but I can say all I know he was fifth pick overall. I think he got like 30, between thirty two and thirty four million guaranteed for they changed with the with the CBA contract. Plays forward to Jets. He takes him two AFC Championship games. He signed, I think, he signed a forty forty million dollar deal, twenty million guaranteed. So that means you got twenty million guaranteed. If this guarantee, he gets all the twenty million guaranteed regardless over the period of that contract. Doesn't matter. He gets the twenty million. So therefore, if you look at his contract overall from two teams, he's made over fifty million dollars since he's been in the league. Wow. I mean, you know, he's laughing all the way back. If that is what the deal, but I believe that's what the deal because he's a fifth pick overall. We know he got that kind of money coming out as a sixth fifth, a sixth fifth overall. So we know the first pick got overall. So I'm just saying. Kaepernick's deal sounds like this lace with a lot of stuff. Okay, on paper it's worth that, but in actuality money, you don't see that coming through. 
Now, it sounds like a conspiracy. Did, did, they, did, did they change the season so they have to pay him? <laughs> I don't think so. But it seems that way he just signed a new deal and, he, and he's not performing like he did in the first few years. Let me ask so, you, when you, when, you, when, you, when you have a contract with all those built-in incentives, does it, does it, does it force a guy to, to make, uh, make decisions that he probably normally wouldn't make? I mean, you know, I mean, I understand these are professional athletes. Uh, you know, they're out there. They want to win. They want to do the job. And, 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 you know, it's all about winning. But uh, sometimes when you have these these incentives, especially like, like you're a running back, uh, say that the incentives are you have to, you know, you have to be the leading rusher, or you have to, you know, and the coach wants to take you out, or doesn't want to, you know, he wants to, uh, you know, we, we need to we need to pass here, pass there, you know, like no, no, give me the ball, give me the ball. Does it does it does it does it change an individual's game uh, because of all these incentives been in? I just think being in Kaepernick's situation, just coincidence, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of issues going on with the team. Uh, whatever you want to believe in the press, which I don't really believe a lot of that stuff. However, with the, with the 49er ownership, ownership and management, uh, the, the, the change in the system, how, how he ran the first year versus this year, understanding trying to make him a pocket quarterback. I think it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of variables involved. It's like, you know, he just, you know, look, listen, if, he, if you have an issue where he plays, you gradually teach him how to play in the, in the, in the, in the pocket. It's not him. It's the organization and the system. It's a breakdown of the system. And you know something's wrong. If it's Harvard's effort involved, you have the injuries bothering him. No, I think the kid has motivation to play and stuff. And I, don't, and I think the fact, and some guys, like in my case, for terms of more money I made, the better I played. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why. Because I, I wanted to suck all that money in, you know. And, but I think that's the same thing with him. I think he's a performer. I don't think the money has anything to do with it. I just think it's a coincidence. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird time. And the timing of this situation with the 49ers is, hey, the team is taking key injuries. Hallbrook's having a problem with management. And he's not, he's not going to be there. And, and, and if his contract is set up that way and they have a new coach, oh man, I hate to see what's going to happen. Right. And then they might come in, he might, they might turn him around totally and stuff. But I think, I think basically with, with his contract, based on what happened this year, that he he's been a victim of, of the circumstances around the 49ers. You've always said that a lot of these things have to deal with systems. If you have a if you have a kid who's who's a, who's a mobile quarterback who's taking you to the conference championship twice, taking you to the Super Bowl once, why do you want to change and make him into a pocket quarterback? First of first of all, you build on the strengths of a quarterback. And then, and then what you do, obviously he was at Nevada. Just take Captain. He's in Nevada. He ran that, that off, that option he ran. Okay, keep running options. But, but eventually involve the system around, he's got to be a pocket quarterback. He's got to, he's got to throw from the pocket. You have to do that. He just has to say, he says he has to have great mobility. You know, same thing with Russell up there in Seattle. Build from the pocket, letting him build from the pocket, and he throws what he has to do. That, 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 that's the reason why I always refer to Seattle and the Patriots all the time. They know how to, to, to build their system. San Francisco has altered what he was good at. He's built his list. Now, now gradually show him the game. Have somebody work with him. You know, set up a system where it, it, it counter is, is, is productive to what he does. You know, do more play action. You know, you do two back off and do a spread. You know, I mean, I mean, you can do so much with this kid, with this guy, because of his natural ability. It's unbelievable. 
I've seen them regress, then progress from the last two years. I think that's a combination of the main thing. Injuries, um, personnel, Hallberg and his situation with management, coaching, all that plays, plays a part in how somebody performs, especially being the quarterback and being the head of your offense, you're pretty much the head of your team. If he's not in sync, he's going to throw the whole team off. Whatever that issue is, he's going to throw the team off. And so when I start looking at players that, that, that are gifted and good and do the good, I don't look at him. I look at the overall organization. It starts at the head. Right. If the head of the snake is messed up, the rest of the body is going to be messed up. And it, it doesn't make no sense for this guy to go to the Super Bowl and for him to play like this year. That's not him. It's a combination of everything. One of the questions I, I want to ask you is, you know, we, we, we talk about, you know, you talk about mobile quarterbacks and you talk about being in the pocket and being mobile and stuff like that. But you also talk about the, the system and you talk about the Patriots. Tom Brady is not a mobile quarterback. Uh, he's no. a pocket quarterback, but extremely successful quarterback. Is that right? Is, and, 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 you know, the, 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 the story is, you know, where he came in the draft and, and all the quarterbacks came before him that year, you know, half of them aren't in the league anymore and stuff like that. Is that right. all system or is that system plus uh, he's got an amazing ability, of course, right? This is, it's everything. It's him, it's Belichick, it's Kraft owner, it's the pieces they got around him. It's the instability of the ability of Belichick to take his own his strengths and build his weaknesses, and has a system that flows with the way he is. As slow as he is, and not mobile he is, it's amazing how they set things up. And, and like I tell you, I get my right on to be a offensive system like that because I was, he, he, he would add and, and, and enhance our offensive system. Now, can you picture a Kaepernick in that system? Ooh. Or even an RG3 who they do their bad mouthing, which is wrong anyway. It ain't RG3. It's that whole system, ownership, everything. It's, it's everything. You can't bring a new coach in there, but, 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 but look at Belichick. See, that, that thing about pro sports, especially football, Belichick's been the head coach for 13 years. <laughs> the dynasty. They've always, they've always been right there to the AFC play, AFC championship and the Super Bowl every year. Even though they haven't been there for a while, but they're always knocking on the door. Right. That's consistency. If you don't have consistency, I don't care if you have a thoroughbred right there who can run a 10 flat 100 meters versus a guy like Brady who run like a 4840 or 4.9. It doesn't matter. He, they make it work because they have a, a, a unique system and, they, and you know all the pieces they need and you know all the pieces that are missing when they go on the field. Well, some organizations, you don't even know why they're play, playing bad. But I can tell you one thing. You take RG3 at Washington, you bring a whole new coaching staff in there. He's coming off injuries. Well, I don't care. You're human. You're just not, you're just not going to adapt real quick. What do you expect him to do? Come in there and go to the Super Bowl with a new coach, a new system, a new player, a new philosophy and how to approach things? It doesn't work. That's why the pitch is so consistent. They work. Look at Seattle. They've got consistency. they got a system. Look how it's working. Everything works out like Pistons. Okay? Those why those teams are always there. Look at the Cardinals. They're coming up now. We hope the quarterback thing turns around. You know, you know and, and, and look at the Pittsburgh teams. They're always there. The Ravens are always there. There's only a handful of teams in the league that are there consistently. You, know, you got to be consistent. You got to have, you got to, you, you, it's like having an old car. You got to, when you got an old ring, old ring that break breaks down, put a new one in there. Okay, if you got the tire going flat, you put some more air in it. Well, that's what the Patriots, it's, it's interesting. That's, that's what the Seahawks do. 
it's interesting you know you talk about the systems and, and, and I think you see some you see some of that uh, on what you what you talk about when you take a guy you take guys from different teams and they go to another team when you mention Mark Sanchez let's talk about Mark Sanchez Mark Sanchez did well with the Jets a couple of years then things went downhill the two quarterbacks that have played since he left there have not done anything actually I think the team has gotten worse he steps up for a guy who's hurt and and pretty much they they're still in the, they're still in the playoff contention they're still still winning games he looks like the Mark Sanchez is old you wonder is 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 a renewed life we've seen this with other quarterbacks too uh, you know I think what's his name uh, Aaron Aaron Smith was his name was it Alex Smith you know he got hurt uh, Kaepernick took his spot uh, didn't like he didn't like he had any life in him he goes to, to the Kent, what the, Kent? the chefs. Chef, yeah the Chiefs. And uh, he looks like a, a, a you know all new quarterback, and then he's playing for uh, what's his name? He used to coach, I think, the Packers. So a lot of you're right. I think I think I agree with you. A lot of times it's the system people are in, uh, and you see the guys who weren't successful one place are all all of a sudden successful somewhere else. And I think that's the same thing that's going to have to happen with RG three. I don't think he'll be successful again in Washington, but I think he might go somewhere. Unless they could bring in another coach, but he's been through so many coaches there. So, so you know, in a few years he's been there. You uh, might go somewhere else where somebody can utilize his his style of play. You can't look. You can't go to a coordinator. I mean, coordinator. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. You know, you go to one. You go to one coordinator. You go to another head coach. I mean, that I man. That's that's monumental. Then you got then you got everybody else trying to learn everything, and everybody's learning phase is different. You know, it's like you take the – I keep bringing going back to Patriots. You see, if you got a majority of your team that has a system intact and everybody knows it like the back of their hand, and then, every, then there's one person who has to collectively catch up, and you have all those people around them that can teach them in an accelerated manner. It's, 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 it's like a little baby teaching them how to walk. But, but they'll learn how to run even faster because they have so many of the, the Indians that know the system. Well, you go over to Washington Redskins, don't nobody know anything. Everybody's trying to learn at the same time. You're trying to find out personality. You're trying to find out what they do in certain situations, down and distance. You're trying to figure out all that stuff. What can this guy do in this situation? You know, where's this guy's strength on this play and this play? What, is, what offensive lineman can pull versus this offensive lineman can pull? What's my combination? And who are my running backs who, who's going to give me on third and five who can do what? So see, all those little intangibles people don't get. These armchair people don't get that. And I don't know why some of these guys on these NFL Atlanta, uh, uh, shows don't, don't explain it to the public. That's how it works. It, it's, it's like putting a new, it's like rebuilding and storing a new car, the old car, and make sure everything is working properly. Well, if you got an old car and all you have a little piece missing, they just add the piece and, and, and it formulates real quick. Well, when you got, when you're revamping a team, like the Redskins, I mean, that's a disaster. Look at the Oakland Raiders. I don't. How many head coaches they've had in thirteen years? How many offenses? I think. I think the number was uh, McFadden. I think he's had five offensive coordinators in his career. How do you get? How, how do you get? How, how do you accomplish anything with that kind of uh, interchangeability and stuff with coaches? It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have a miserable career. The only thing is, only, you, know, you just hope you don't get hurt. And you keep and you keep making as much money as you can because eventually people are going to feel that if you couldn't make it a losing team, you can't play with us. Well, that's that's wrong. Belichick's proven that before he did it. They thought he was watching from Cincinnati. He comes up, comes up to the Patriots, 1,600 yards, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Hello. Uh, so, go ahead. We keep coming back to this, but I'm going to keep drilling to, to, to the listeners, let them know that when you hear guys talk about this stuff, 
It's all about who's with you, who's coaching you, and what organization is with you and how they feel about you. And unfortunately, unfortunately, some of these owners, what they do, they tend to forget that they have a coach and have a general manager. If you pick the wrong general manager, the wrong head, and they're not in sync, you got a problem. Let me go back to Pete Carroll from when he was with the Jets and the Patriots. He had no control. Right. He was saying Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is telling you what he did at that scene. Did with Seahawks that he was still the same guy in New England in the Jets. He had no control. Right. He had to, he had to work with the best way he could do. He had no control. The general manager him on the same page. Now he he controls it all. Look look at his results. He's proven that. He was that coach anyway when he was back in the NFL when he when the first first spin. The uh, let's let's let, I want to wrap things up with uh, with a, a couple couple things back on the collegiate level. Uh, we talked we talked about last week. We talked about the matchups for these for these bowl games. Uh, since then, since then they've they've awarded the Heisman Trophy and went to Marcus Mariota out of out of Oregon. Um, what what do you think about the matchups? I know I know you think it's be full fledged playoffs. We got we got no we got we, all these uh, all this downtime now. These kids have what a couple more weeks before they play again. Is the downtime right. good? It takes it, first of all. Look, it takes look, it takes a special coach to keep his team focused, keep them conditioned properly. I can tell you, of all the coaches in the playoffs. Saban's the one that can keep his team focused. He's proven that. Because look at the national championship he had. And see, some coaches don't have the ability to keep these guys focused. Now, Bo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher, what's his name? Bo Fisher or Jimbo Fisher? Where Jimbo. Jimbo. Hey, sorry, Jimbo. Uh, here's the deal. I think he can keep his team focused. I think I think the key player in the whole playoff system since he got four is Janus Winston out of everybody that's in the game, because I don't care if he's won the game by two points, three points, or five points. And the fact is, this guy's never lost a game in two years. Okay, so number one, they should be number one. Anyway. They deserve to be number one, regardless of whatever they're talking about. I think it's, I think it's political. I think it's, it's anti-Winston, which is wrong. And all I'm saying, the matchups coming is, is, is going to be interesting. Okay, you've got Florida State versus Oregon. I don't know, man. I don't know if Oregon can handle those guys. Because see, see, they won't face a team like that all year. I think. Look at everybody they play. I think what Florida State, uh, you know, I, I I love to watch Florida State play. I think uh, with if, if 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 the season, the way it's been played for them all year long, Oregon will jump out to a quick quick lead. Uh, but I will not count Florida State out. These guys have bounced back, game in and game out. I know eventually that 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 run is going to end. I just don't think it's going to end against Oregon. Uh, it might. I think they'll make it to the next the next stage. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen at the next stage. But I, I I gotta I gotta give those guys a lot of props, man. Those guys know how to win. I mean, it reminds me of a reminds me of the Showtime Lakers. Those guys, uh, you know, they always found a way to win. I don't give a crap who they played. I don't care how 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 they did, what the score was at halftime. You know, it all matters when it ticks off double zeros at, at the end of the fourth quarter. And uh, those guys found a way to make it happen every, each and every day. And you know, the Florida State's been the same way. And I, I think uh, I think those guys got a good shot at, at getting past Oregon and, and, and making it to the uh, championship game. First of all, if you're not getting beat by anybody, you're number one. 
Forget all this jumbo, humble jumbo, pop political stuff. Okay, you know you can't even put Alabama no more. It's Florida State number one, Alabama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four. You're going to this current system, okay? But like I said before, on any given day, anybody can beat anybody, and some people are up the top four and beat the top four on any given day. Right. That's why you need full fledged. So I mean, but but in terms of the current system, how it's set up, Florida's number one until you get beat. Okay, and that's how I'm. That's how I'm going to look at it. This other hype and stuff, this committee picking it. That's that's that's, that's a bunch of BS. Florida State's number one. Period. <laughs> they haven't lost anybody. They haven't lost. They haven't lost anybody you in two years. They got kids on that team that don't want. No, no. They got kids on that team that probably haven't lost a game since their sophomores in high school. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So these these guys have a swagger. They they're systematically set up with the coach. They know how to win. You know, and, and I can tell you, Winston, Jameis is, 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 is I'm telling you, he's unbelievably clutch. You know, I don't know if I've seen anybody like his clutch like that in college football in a long time under the current system. So I don't get these the thought right. And, and, and you tell you, if he wins out, if he wins out, these, this committee should be ashamed of themselves. And oh Lord, if he blows, if if, they, if he gets to the next through the next two games, and he and he's decisive and he blows people off, somebody's gonna be eating some crow. Well, AD as uh, as as always, uh, it's always great to great to t- have a chance to talk to you. And I know, I know, the last time you saw somebody that clutch in the collegiate football, he was wearing number twenty eight back in the seventies for uh, SC, right? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Brother, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We always enjoy having a chance to chat with you. Uh, Actually, this is our last show of the year, man. Uh, Next week is uh, Christmas Eve, and the following week is uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, we're actually, this is it for us for the year. We'll be back the first week of January, man. You and I will definitely talk between now and then, as always. Okay. Happy Thank holidays, man. Hey, do me a favor and uh, tell our good friend, and you and I uh, talked about earlier, that I will call him tomorrow. If you get a chance to talk to him in the morning, I'll give him a call sometime in the afternoon. How's that work? Okay. Thank right, you. Brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. You listen to Swoops on the Talk Story Network. Uh, that's the great Anthony Davis from uh, USC. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, what are we going to listen to here? Uh, let's see. I got this all queued up. So I just gotta get to... Oh, this is the Rudy's. Somebody's got to go to jail. <laughs> Back after this. And we got the peanut gallery in the house now, man. Knocking shit over. Some making Christmas. all kinds of freaking noise. God damn. We will play Blue Christmas for you later.
You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. 
Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here. Welcome back to Swoops World of the Talk Star Radio Network. We've got the riffraff in the house tonight. Yeah. <laughs> riffraff. We'll leave a note for the studio security chief. Yeah, nah, man. We would have lost on-air signs. On-air, on-air, on-air. on-air, on-air, on-air. Red light, red light, red light, red light, red light. Red light. I, I I was doing a little shop in the night. And I I was accosted by this crazy woman. That's security. Team are you ready? Are you, I uh, suppose. Ready ish. Oh, thank you. Whoever uh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. T-Bone's timeout. To, uh, to our good friends uh, uh, listening to us on all the different ways, the TalkStream Live app, the Swoops World app, uh, uh, God, how are we? we're we're all kinds of places, but uh, so many apps, all of everywhere. Apps, but we do know Swoops that uh, we do know that our them. friends up in NorCal, Stacy and Amma are listening. So shout out to them. Uh, thanks sure for they, tuning in. Sure, they enjoyed that little. Uh, Tribute to Bill Belichick <laughs> and Tom Brady. She's, she's a big friend. She's a big fan of the uh, the New England Pats, so uh, she liked that. So, uh, what's happening, brother? Oh man, uh, this is uh, the time of year where sports starts to get less fun for me. Uh, I'm Fo- with you, bro. Football's phasing down. College football is in the the part of the year where. All but all but three of the games that we have left don't count for anything, um, unless you want to talk about. Unless you're actually playing them. Yeah. <laughs> well, even those dudes, they're playing those games. They're like, "What are we getting our swag bag?" <laughs> you know. Did you watch the Army Navy game? I didn't. I didn't uh, watch any. I didn't even watch the Heisman presentation on Saturday. Ah, uh, yeah. I I didn't catch either of those. Fabulous uh, second Saturday in December events this year. I'm assuming Navy won, but I don't know. But Army, Army, uh, Army started off strong. Right? Yeah? They looked like they, they looked like they were going to take one from them. Man. They looked like they were going to bust out to... I was just going to talk smack to a friend of mine who's all all Navy, but I uh, I, I opted to, uh, you know, for the better part of an hour, because I would have got smacked down afterwards. So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put money on Army in that game anytime. 
Anytime good. soon. They look good in the beginning, man. Well, That's good, man. The West Point cadets look like they wanted to do something. You know what? Yeah, I, I got to give those guys credit for going out and suiting up week in and week out. Like, they haven't been good in... Long ass. <laughs> I think Navy's won the like the last twelve in a row, or last yeah, something like that. Like and that. Air Force had a stint, you know, in like the nineties. Like the conference or something. They they're in the Mountain West, Mountain West. Um, but they were they were in the WAC back in the before the Mountain West days, because um, that's still a relatively new conference in the scheme of college football. Uh, but yeah, Air Force was they kind of had the. The Crown is the, the best of the three service academies for a while, but Navy really in the last decade has just kind of asserted themselves. I went to I went to school with a kid. Um, he was like a senior when I was a sophomore. He played for Air Force, and he was a beast. And, and they, they were actually pretty good then. Anyway, that's what they were playing. They, I mean, they played UCLA back then. They played, you know, big-time schools back then. And, uh, they, looked, they, looked, they looked good back then. They still get a few of those games every year. Navy Navy gets to play Notre Dame every year, which the other ones occasionally work their way onto that schedule. But Navy and Notre Dame play every year. Um, the three always play each other every year. So the, 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 the team that does the best of the three gets the uh, Commander-in-Chief trophy, I think they call it. Right, that's exactly the correct. And uh, Navy pretty much has... Had that on lockdown yeah, for a while now. They don't bring it to the state anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you already beat Air Force by 40 points. Yeah. But, you know, one of the fun things when you watch Navy play football, which, you know, I, I don't watch them all that often, but they really do, like, old-school college football. I mean, they run triple option. Like, yeah. It's... <laughs> They throw the ball eight, nine times a game, and it's to a tight end off play action, and there's nobody covering him, and he's 40 yards down the field. It's awesome because it's a throwback in so many ways. Um, but, you know, we, you and I, I think we're, we're good. That's one of the great things about collegiate football. Uh, I think collegiate football is the absolute best sport to watch, period. Oh, I, if, you, if you tell me that I could sit in front of a TV one day a year and watch football, just one day out of an entire year, and it had to be—I had to choose between a Saturday or a Sunday. I would pick a Saturday, hands down. Hands you watch the NFL, and it's—it's it's the same the whole way across. It's—it's it's so homogenized. I mean, talent—talent talent parody is a good thing, and college football is getting more of that as we—you know—as more more schools want to join the ranks of the Division One A, and you know the scholarship. Limitations and the growing population of our country I mean there's just a shit ton of kids who can play football at a high level. There's a great amount of college uh, of college athletes that can play Division One football now. Um, so that part isn't as bad as it used to be, where you know the big boy schools would stockpile 125 guys on scholarship and they'd put guys on scholarship just so they didn't have to play against them. You know, back in the old days. Now, if you can play, you're going to get a crack, whether it's at Louisville or you know. God knows where any of these schools, they're all upwardly mobile. You know, college football is like a Horatio Alger novel. You know, but you know, think about college football though; it, it's more than just the game. It's the entire atmosphere. I mean, yeah, you got the stands, you got the fans, you got it's just, it's, it's it's just all the quote pomp and circumstance that goes along with it. I mean, you know, when you talk about pro sports, you know, you got guys, you got people trickling in the stands, you know. I was at a basketball game earlier today. And it's kind of, I mean, you know, when you talk about collegiate, collegiate football, 
you know, it's just it's just an amazing event. I mean, just being there. I mean, the games I've been to has just been just remarkable. Yeah, and and I've been to Super Bowls so when I've you been, you know things on all levels. And I don't I don't know when the last time you bought tickets to a professional to an NFL game was, but I, I haven't been to the an Raiders NFL game. We're in Oakland. In Los Angeles, yeah. So I, I was looking for tickets for the Chargers Broncos game in San Diego last year for a friend, and they actually sell tickets to most NFL stadiums now in a family section. They have sections that are alcohol free because the fans, because the fans at NFL games get so wasted out of control belligerent combative drunk that no it's not but but the but the norm right you know what's interesting you bring that up i i've I've listened to uh some things recently where some of the wives have talked about being in games uh Uh, you know nfl you know you talk about you know just kind of the chip is thrown at them and at their husbands and whatnot during the games and you know, I think they all ought to be in boxes. Yeah, all... <laughs> yeah. The players' wives and girlfriends. They should be. Well, in the players' wives boxes. should be in. They One should be box. in suites too. The players' the girlfriends. girlfriends. On the other side of <laughs> <laughs> it's home and away games. Yeah, I mean, hey. They've got a girlfriend. Really, you don't want to mix and match that. That gets, yeah. that gets messy. They're physical yeah, you know. they most mostly they do, and I think that's how they get the gig. Exactly, bro. I was thinking the same thing. Um, but yeah, college football just you know, I I would choose it. You know, the NFL is fun. It's it's just the NFL is excess in every imaginable way. It is quintessential America. You know, yeah. It's but, like. You know, you got the on biggest, the flip, the biggest, strongest, that. fastest motherfuckers on the planet out there beating each other senseless. You got the biggest fake tits bouncing around on every one of the four corners of the field in the smallest outfits you can imagine. And there's so fireworks and yeah. flyovers and ACDC and you know everything. It's 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 a it's sensory it, overload. It's it's almost uh, WWF. Yeah, it really is. It really yeah, is. The yeah. NFL yeah. was yeah. The flip side. You know, of, of all the people, but of, of all the people not paying taxes in in the United States of America, honestly, the NFL is low on my list. Like, I really don't give a but shit. But the flip side to that is, as 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 as, as a consumer, no, I'm talking about people who make way more than the NFL. Like as, as, the, the eight billion dollars or whatever that the as NFL a consumer makes is really who attends those events. Like, and Peter could talk about his experience at, I know it's not football, but Yankee Stadium. There's something to be said for that, too, right? I mean, you know, like, when you talk about that luncheon buffet. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, some, there's some upside to that pro the pro sport. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, too. you know, if, if you've got the cash to do it, uh, it's, 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 it's a... It's, when, when you talked about that, I, I was just drooling. It makes me feel very Roman. Yeah. You know? I could almost pretend, just briefly, that not that I was the emperor, but perhaps I was one of the senators <laughs> in the Roman Empire attending the gladiatorial games, and I was being, 
you know, fed and served, and it was pretty damn cool. If you've got the bucks to do it every once in a while again, and it, God bless if you could do it all the time, that would be really nice. I, I can't do that. But every once in a while, there's something to be said for that. Something to be said for that. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be another turkey leg and more swill. Dude, by the way, totally, well, related to that, really, not to the rest of it. But, uh, season 2 of Vikings is now available on uh, Amazon Prime, which I didn't get anything done at work today. Because <laughs> that show is awesome. That's not true. Huh? You, you, it's not, that's not true. Oh, yeah, for all the people who are my employers and superiors who are listening, I got a lot of stuff done at work today. A lot of stuff done. Everything that I needed to do today was taken care of. Everything where the deadline was today got done. Big picture things. Double hey, fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the bowl games are going to start, I think, actually next Wednesday. Uh, the Tostitos Bowl? Tostitos is, that's going to be New Year's-ish. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's know. moving up then. Well, the chips are a big deal, man. Yeah, apparently yeah. so. Are they doing like the real chips or the, those little cup S- chips? The scoop things? Yeah. I don't what know. The fuck, man. man. Those things hold a lot of freaking salt. They do, but they I don't think they deserve their own bowl. They don't deserve their own bowl. You know, I am so over the whole uh, the, the, the corporate sponsorship of stadiums and bowl games. I, 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 yeah, the man. casual dining bowl. Sometimes I go to Jack Murphy, but I've never been to Qualcomm. Hey, I'm with you on that, brother. <laughs> I'm calling it the Murph. Absolute. It's like the Great Western Forum. <laughs> I, I prefer the Fabulous Forum. The Thank Fabulous Forum. Well. Even more so. That's the way it should be. <laughs> Great Western was a bank. <laughs> bank that went belly up twice. Yeah, uh, yes, it did. <laughs> That's as many times as the Forum went belly up, isn't it? The house that Jack built. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> That's the capital record. No, there isn't. Now there is on top of the forum. It was the Eagles, right? Thank you, was it, Wasn't it the Eagles? For the, the, for the Eagles concert? The Eagles, the Eagles Did they take it off? Oh. Because I was at the Fabulous Forum uh, about a month ago for Slayer, and there was no nothing on top. You had to fly over. You had to fly over. They had the Eagles. I didn't have that pass. I didn't have that. Yeah, no. He didn't have that. He didn't have the ride in the in the stealth bomber. I did not. I did not. He didn't parachute out of the stealth bomber either. They don't do that over closed stadiums, do they? I guess, huh? More more of an open air kind of thing. Kind of misses the point. He's molding the minds of our youths. The two youths. No. The Plato's gone bad, man. Spoiled. There's no point. <laughs> it's not going to squish around. If I hit it with a hammer, it's just going to break. I'm not saying. I, you can do about it, I'm right? not saying I'm walking away. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I've done all I can. <laughs> I'm going to turn a hose on it next. That's that's the next uh, step in the in the progression here. So. Um. So the, you have the drink tonight. She's fire. She's toasted Tostitos. Not even close. Not even close. God, I would pay to see you close. <laughs> Seriously. 
I think I got nine dollars. That's usually what does that what does that give me? <laughs> Are we dog. in Mexico right now? Little bad little bad dog twenty twenties. <laughs> 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 I don't know what's going on right now. This is yeah, awesome. Okay, just keep just rolling it. Uh, <laughs> so Sunday brought brought some uh, American foosball of the NFL variety. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of what. There was a couple of good games, uh, a couple of big games rather, not necessarily good. Um, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Fucking Eagles, man. They, they, they had that in the bag, and they let the fucking Cowboys come in. Rony Tomo, man. That guy, he's he's learning now that he's a now that he's a procreator. <laughs> he's like a married man. He's all settled down and knows responsibility. He's learning to be in the clutch, you know? He's probably just going on bed on time now. <laughs> <laughs> not, having to, <laughs> not having to chase pop stars anymore. Or, or, or not having not having to tell security to keep here, the pop man. stars out anymore. <laughs> I'm no longer seeing Jessica. Would you please not let her in? The Do not let her through the gate. <laughs> oh man, it's, all the distractions have gone away, man. Uh, I'll just write a fucking song about you, then, bastard. <laughs> oh, that's Taylor's move. <laughs> man, she's my homegirl. Yeah, she's got that shit down. She was named after me. So. <laughs> Oh, oh! So I read in the I read in the paper today or yesterday how uh, the Chargers did not, for the like tenth year in a row, did not opt out fifteenth year in a row, opt out of their contract. The lease with the city for yeah. Qualcomm. So, Stadium, so Jack on Martin. the one hand, you're hearing about how the NFL is just talking, talking, talking. Oh. Football's coming to L.A. Football's coming to L.A. It's not, it's not going to be the Chargers. <laughs> and, and if the Chargers are opting out now, then you know that it ain't happening. So I, I find I found that interesting because that's they don't have to opt out until February, and they're like they're just they're just sending the message. Yeah. Like, and it's it's funny when you hear like the NFL speak going on here. You know, mm-hmm. like new new stadiums. Over here, you got the teams going nah. Nah, we're done. Let's, let's be for real. Let's be for real. If, you, if, you, if you're, if you're playing, either, but if you're playing in San Diego, you're the only game in town. Seriously, if you're playing in, in LA, yeah, but even there's all kinds of shit going on. That's absolutely so, true. Yeah. But even even in San Diego, the Chargers usually wait until February. I to to like go. No, no, yeah, what what we're not. I, we're gonna stay here. You know, now they're saying, like, no, no, we're far as, gonna as far stay as, here. As far as moving to LA, they go. LA is the second largest media market. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but there's there's all kinds of shit for people to do, and it's all about like get tattoos of the Raiders logo (laughs) on their heads. It's all about selling out seats, right? And if you got a if you got a a stadium that seats sixty seventy thousand people and you can't fill it, then you're not on local TV. So it it actually is better for people to play places where you're the only game in town. That's why you talk about Friday Night Lights and these high and you know you you have talked about this you know these Midwest places where. High school football is bigger than anything in the world, and then in some places there's college football that's bigger than anything in the world. If you're playing in San Diego, they got a basketball team, baseball season's over, even when baseball season's going up. We're going to talk about that, okay? <laughs> so, you know, you can pretty much fill a stadium as long as you're a contender, right? Well, especially when the city guarantees that they'll buy all the tickets you don't sell <laughs> to <laughs> actual paying customers. <laughs> San Diego is America's finest city. 
It's German. German for whale's vagina. No, they won't let you. You, you have to buy a season like, ticket. Like a, a, a three-pack. Yeah. They, they have rescinded that now. But, yeah, they did it for a good reason because Raider fans are trash. Hey, 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 hey. Easy, big boy. Easy. <laughs> Easy, though. I saw the San Diego fans being the ones that were fucking dickwads. The Raider fans are the ones that pull out knives, though. No, 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 no. Why don't you get your ass kicked? Why don't you get your ass kicked? Then you say he had a knife. Come on. I've seen a guy get stabbed at that stadium. I've seen two. I've seen all kinds of... I had had Raider season tickets when they were in L.A. for a couple years. I've seen brawls. They were were fair fights. Raider fans. It's a little pack right now. I... I think that Raiders fans have earned the bad name that they've gotten okay, in a lot of places around the world. I'm, I'm going to give you the situation. I'm not saying and I have a microphone, I'm not saying and you don't. I'm not saying it's right, but here's... Sometimes, sometimes Raider fans are provoked. What's he got to do with squad? True. And I, I was at a game once where the Raiders played the Bengals. Just saying. Uh-huh. Bengals won, Okay. We're all finally out of the Coliseum. Uh-huh. Everybody's walking, minding their own business. Some guy in a Bengals, all the ball Bengals shits walking. Nobody's saying anything to him. We're all leaving our thing. And then he, stop, he stopped mining his, his own business. Ass stopped in the middle of a freaking crowd and goes, We kicked your fucking ass! And I left because all I saw was like 9,000 people pounce on this guy. And I'm like, You know. He kind of brought that on himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All he had to do was keep walking his car. Keep his fucking mouth shut. That's all I'm saying. So I'm just saying. Uh, you know, sometimes you bring that shit on yourself. Yeah. yeah. And the the we the we component in in drunken sports fans is always hilarious to me <laughs> because we kicked your ass is such a funny statement to hear from somebody who. Spent the entire game either on their ass or in the beer line. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like what position or, or did combination you... of yeah. balls? Well, yeah. <laughs> we. I don't buy the the we part. I really have a problem with that as a as a an athlete in the past life. Um, the the uh, the the idea that that the you know that we saw you over there, Miss Dexterity, <laughs> with the. I'm just saying you made a lot of noise earlier. Yeah, you did make a lot of noise earlier. I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whose fault was that? Whose fault was it? Who started? Who started moving stuff around? I didn't see. I didn't see Mr. Taylor over here moving stuff around. She didn't knock shit over once. She knocked shit over twice. She knocked shit over three, three four times, times I think. I, I like... Taz. <laughs> yeah, we got like super, super athlete over here. You ever wait for you to leave? We're gonna drink it. <laughs> Carry on, bro. I'm sorry about the interruptions. I'm not sorry. 
snarty? You're not snarty? <laughs> Yeah, we need we need more booze in one way or another. Yes. You listen to Sweet Star on the Talk Star Radio Network. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. We're right here, smack dab in some portion of Tibo's time out. Yeah, let's not put a fraction and, uh, on it. Yeah, I don't put a fraction on it. And you know, Peter has requested, and we're going to play. Uh, I hope I have it. Blue Christmas. Uh, I hope I have it. There Channel, it is. Channel, Channel three. Blue Christmas.
about you Decorations in red on a green Christmas tree This that Long Beach East Side of Pitbull Rock Waller Jack Rabbit Polly Ho Donut shops and liquor stores 40 ounce of mission bro Roll a fat blood and tell your bitch filled with mistletoe Puerto Rican off of 4th Street She know me, I'm low-key, so deep Probably off a of Lyman Hill Sipping on some Henny Slow And she know we don't love them hoes Just wanna see you take off your clothes This that blue carpet treatment Shout out to the dog father Cadillac, soda polish, fruit neck Check the collar Smoke weed every day, bitch, that's the motto Everybody in the granny Trying to hit the lotto It's for Miss Quellberg in the 11th grade You said I had so much potential but I'm silly blazed Still amazed how I'm getting it now Throw it up for my city cause I'm putting it down Nigga I'm from Long Beach Nigga I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga I'm from Long Beach Nigga I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga I'm from Long Beach Nigga I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga. I'm from Long Beach. Dog Warren Jeep, Nate Dog, rest in peace. Boob on the chronic, I got the recipe. Let's go see what's poppin' tonight. I'm coppin' some flight, top us the heights. Kill them off when I'm rockin' the mic. I'm like, what it is, what it do, what it seem like. Eastside train, bitch gave my niggas that green light. I'm three flights higher than a round trip. At Louis Burger, eating fries with a down bitch. I found this to be the life I chose. I like some O's, with some nice, quite thick hoes. Whoa. It's LB, don't tell me about nothing. You smell me, that's the OG that I'm puffing. I'm fucking your favorite, I'm leaving her tasteless. Chris Cologne, baby, now I heard that's your fragrance. Yeah, you know what I'm on, just the fucking East, baby. I'm a fucking beach, baby. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion? After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. 
Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29. And thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without big brothers, big sisters. My big brother believed in me. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. My name is Mary Scholes, and you're listening to Swoop's World. I'm sorry, baby, but I tried. Sorry for telling you Very outstanding uh, singer there, if you, and uh, she's uh, she's going to make it in the country world. We like Mary; she's good good friend of the show. Before that, we had Rillo's Long Beach, Rillo Wright. Check him out, as well as Channel Three Blue Christmas. A double a double shot of Blue Christmas for Peter. Woo! We are uh, in a portion of T Bone's Channel. Well, you just never know how long it'll go. I know. You'll go, hey, didn't I give you the old, uh, you know? (laughs) Hang loose, mother. (laughs) Knock it out the park. (laughs) So, I already know how Swoop's going to feel about this one. Uh One uh, black mamba took his place. As third in NBA history in points scored, you know I I, I actually you know I, I was surprised me I was happy for him yeah I was happy for him you know what as a team player I have my I have my issues mm-hmm. with him uh, as an athlete and a talent you can't deny his abilities uh, here's a kid come out of high school he's busted his ass he's played he plays like a madman every time he gets on the court. Uh, he gives us all. Uh, he he he, he deserves all of those uh, accomplishments he can get. I, I wouldn't want him as a teammate. Uh, I think he's selfish. I think uh, there's some issues there, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, he got caught doing some shit. He's like he laid out his all his teammates. Well, Shaq's been fucking around, and so on. But other than that, I, you know, I, I, I got him. You can't you can't deny his talent, and to make himself third on, on a good props to him. Congratulations all the way. I'm gonna poke the bear here because <laughs> I don't think that. I don't, you call me a liar? No. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm just trying to get to the next layer of the onion here. Okay, peel peel it back. Um, peel it back. Soft like Charmin. <laughs> Tell me how you feel. Because <laughs> that's just hilarious. Okay, that was funny though. That was I watched it. It was hard to understand some of it, but I watched it and I kind of had to laugh because you know what. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The guy. The guy is. You know. He's. He's. A, he obviously at the downside of his career. He wants to. He, he he's wants the to, only guy who expects to win. Right. On that team he, or associated with that team. Exactly. The and fans you know, don't expect him to win. And he's. You know what? He wants. 
was fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are soft. They're playing soft. They got no heart. They they don't give their. Hey, listen, I, I'm happy when they fucking lose. I don't give a shit. But he was a hundred percent correct. He was hundred percent correct. They're soft, man. They are soft, and they need to step it, it up. It's funny to think that the, all the Laker fans out there probably wish they had Paul Gasol, who they called soft the entire Paul, time. Paul showed up every day, ready to go to work. I liked him, man. He was a player Me too. I, Skipped it. Skipped it. Skipped it. Uh, the thing about Paul Casal, he, he reminded me of Kurt Rambis. You know, he wasn't the most talented guy in the play. On, he was on, a lot the court. more talented than Kurt Rambis. He was, no, he was. He was. My, my point, though. But Kurt, Kurt, was, Kurt contributed, and he showed up to play. Uh-huh. And that's, that's, that's the connection I'm making. Like, neither one of them were the most talented players on their team, but... In most, both teams, you can't he, ever say. But you can't say that either one of those guys, nobody outplayed, oh, out heart, yeah. out yeah. either one. And that's kind of, I, I don't know, that's how I felt. He wasn't the most talented guy, but he was. He gave his heart there. He, he played harder than Powell showed up a lot. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you know, so did Rams. And, and you know what? You could say the same thing about Kobe. The one thing about guys I, that I have to admire, I admire guys who show up to freaking work. Every yeah, what about Marshmallow, man? That guy just was. Who? Uh, that's what I called him. What's his name? Uh, he was there. He's gone now. Uh, never mind. Right. When, when it comes back to you, bring it to, you, know, you know, there's some Who, Mark Madsen? <laughs> Matson was funny. But there was, that non-dance instead of yeah. could really throw a good. He play. knew his role. <laughs> he knew his role. Uh-huh. You know, there's guys. You know what? The, the thing is, the thing is, is, is it. You can say what you want, and, and I, I say this to my kids too. Because when they say, "Oh, not so, so, not so, so," I say, "How many professional games have you played?" <laughs> you know what I mean? They made it to that level. You know, so what? Regardless of what you think about somebody, to make it to that level is is an accomplishment that none of us will ever achieve. Right? I think it's oh. safe to say that at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, you know, got to give them props I gotta for that. i got to try out next you gotta, week. <laughs> you got to give them props for that. You might not like their game. You might not like them as a person. You might not like anything about them. But you got to give them the credit that they actually made it to that level. Because as all of us played sports, we knew, you know, we all played Pop Warner and we all played the high school level. There's a whole lot of guys we played Pop Warner with didn't make it to the high school level. You know, as you go up, things drop off. And guys who actually make it to the professional level – you got to give them props, regardless of how you feel about them. Now, that being said, yeah, you could say, well, yeah, that guy blew, in my opinion. But in the big scheme of things, they're, they're a small percentile that make, you make it to that level. Um, but you got to give guys, like, you know, the, the, the soft to Charmin comment was 100% on the mark. They, they are playing soft. You expect, you know, there are certain, there are certain organizations Regardless of what they're going through, you expect a certain matter. You know, as a Yankee fan, there's some shit we expect, and I expect, out of the Yankees, and that they haven't delivered over the last few years. You know, and you know, there are teams that you expect to to show. Sometimes, as a Raider fan, fan. sometimes it's it's not so much a matter of performance; it's a it's a matter of effort. Uh-huh. Like just pride, Keep just yeah. just showing. And that's you know, uh, they play against the this is what oh, we. This is what we were talking about a few weeks ago when Nebraska decided to make a coaching change. You know, and it's like <laughs> I asked you first. <laughs> oh. Is there dissension in the ranks about the beverage? Because you can bring a show, you can be 
It's Mr. Motherfucker to you. Yeah, it's, it's his radio show. It's his world. <laughs> it's my fucking world. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 because you're moving away. One thing I want to say. One, one thing I want to say is that. One thing I want to say is that it's it's interesting that uh, Kobe's getting a certain amount of feedback, blowback here. Uh, but he's the same guy he's always been. No, 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 totally. No, you're right. I agree with you on that. That's what I'm, I'm no, no, no. But I'm trying to say is <laughs> it's interesting is that yeah, you know we're talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That guy's young over there. But you and I remember when that guy was getting a ton of shit for not. He's not running enough. He's not moving enough. He's 50 fucking years old. <laughs> and now he's sort of like, now he's like the pinnacle, right? I mean, well, and obviously he is point-wise. but He played 20 freaking years. And you're right. Guys are giving him shit. He's like, you're 18. He's walking down court. He's 50 fucking years old. <laughs> so it's funny because... He was getting all that grief, and now he's sort of like he's sort of a saint. He's sort of an icon. Uh, he he's he you know once another guy. He was a winner. He was a freaking winner. Won a whole he bunch, won a of, whole games. bunch of games. Won a whole bunch of rings. And, and, and the biggest you? thing he did to piss people off his whole career, other than apparently walking down the court, was to you know convert to Islam. So <laughs> well, that's a whole other. He, he did that when he was in college. Yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not like he ever had a. Sort of an ambigu- uh, ambiguity about whether yes or no or anything like that. The thing you know, think about Kareem is he's, he. I mean, he, he changed the game. Man. He created that freaking skyhook. Man. I mean, and nobody nobody could shoot that thing like he did. Nobody can. I mean, Magic kind of pulled it off a little bit, but I for mean, one season. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but Kareem was money in the bank with that skyhook, man. He's like, oh, you're, you're going to challenge me here? I'll just throw this up about here, and. You know, the thing about uh, you're absolutely right. But the thing about Kareem is like he—it it was so funny that with airplane. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I watched he's the, the co-pilot. Yeah, I, I watched the interview with him, and he, he, said, he said, "I forgot about that." He said, "No, what? what he says, I, he says, you know, the, you forgot. The, people in the cheap seats started telling me I was getting a bald spot because <laughs> you, you know, and then he was saying, you know, you run up oh, down the court all the years. Yeah. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to walk it down the court. It was like, but you know, I played twenty some years. And anybody who could play professional sport for twenty years, I mean, I think." Um, uh, what's his name? Did it for the Rams. A couple guys did it for the Rams and stuff like that. And, you know, to play a professional sport that long on any, on, on any sport, really, unless you talk about golf, <laughs> which is not a sport. Where you can win a major when you're 60. <laughs> it's a sport. No, golf. Bowling's not a sport. <laughs> golf, if golf's a sport, then billiards is a sport. No, then no, bowling no, is a sport. No, 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 then NASCAR no, is a fucking no, sport. No, exactly. No, no. Golf, you actually have to have some athletic ability because you still have to. No, you have to have some ability. You don't. Have, you don't have the athletic ability. You have to have some ability. Now bowling and billiards are out in ballgame. NASCAR, you got to have balls. No, don't get me wrong. They're all. They're all difficult. Challenging activities <laughs> that require a certain amount of skill, <laughs> but they're activities. Activities. They're not athletes. Uh, I tell you, I, I I bet it's races, and I watch races. Or ACES, not ISG. Not ISG. Um, and to watch those guys. Were you wearing at, a yellow windbreaker? At a hundred, no. At, <laughs> at a, you know, eighty to hundred miles an hour, like. Two inches off some guy's butt. That's some serious then, ass skill. Then, no two ways about and it. Then tap a guy to make him spin out, and then right drive around him. 
That's some crazy ass shit. But that's not athletic. That's well, the car's athletic, and you're controlling the car. It's like horse racing. <laughs> it's like being a jockey. Negatory. Negatory. I think you just hurt your case right there. Yeah, you did. You did. No, well, it's it's that if you've driven what is it, five hundred miles, five hundred miles in a few hours, and just just just. I've done that. Every time no, I've no. ever had to drive that, 500 speeds, miles, I wish I could speeds, do it at those speeds. If I could make that fucking speeds, thing go that fast, it, it would have. Because when you had all that fire That's still not athletic. But then also to, I know, I know, I know. We all agree. We, we, all, we all question the athletic ability of it because C-Lib does it. But, <laughs> but also, also to know that if you do, if you do hit the other guy's car too hard and you spin out and crash, it's not like you're stuck in the middle of nowhere either. You don't have to call AAA. Yeah, and you, you don't have to call AAA. You don't have to pay for it. I mean, these guys get to live a zero-consequence con- lifestyle unless they die. In which case, zero consequence. So, like, yeah. I mean... I, I, I'm, not willing to go, I'm not willing to go there yet. You, just, might, you might be able to convince me over a couple more times. I think that's, a, that's entirely possible. But we were talking about golf. We were disparaging golf. No, golf it's easy to do. They athletic. seem to be all connected golf to me. Because if golf was athletic, we all could do it. No. No, that, no, no. That, okay, by that same argument, if chess wasn't athletic, we could all do it. If the but cello wasn't athletic, not, we all could do no, it. No, 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 no. It doesn't connect. It's not it's athletic, it's man. God. You have to be able to walk the freaking course. Uh, you know how many calories you burn by playing golf? It's like a... Less than I like consume when the cart, the beer cart. They don't have me. carts though. They don't have carts. The beer cart. The pro cart. They don't have their carts. I guarantee you, I consume I, more calories get, fucking than I, don't I do get drunk golfing. on the job either. That doesn't make it impressive. Yeah, I do. You might. Yeah. <laughs> you go talk to my wife. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about golf as you know a sport. May I just say, John Daly. I, I've seen him play, though. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And he did Skillful. it fucked up most of the time. It's a skill. I mean, he it's might like be the Babe shoes. Ruth of golf. It's okay, like horseshoes. Is baseball a sport? You just use use use. I know. I know. I opened the door for you. I was getting ready to go there. I did that for you. I was just getting ready to go there. But yes, (laughs) baseball is a sport. And Babe Ruth is one of the greatest of all time. (laughs) Hey, what do you what do you go about? Two seventy five, two eighty. I don't know if the scale went that high back then, but I'm pretty sure he maxed it out (laughs) his entire career. Yeah. Hug over. He was literally larger than life. Put it this Mm -hmm. way. The way recreational recreational yeah recreational golf players play, Babe Ruth played professional baseball, <laughs> hungover, overweight. <laughs> yeah, but that's the way the pros do it in golf. <laughs> no, they're not hungover. Well, except for Dave. Uh, okay, <laughs> but he's changed his yeah. ways. <laughs> Carry on. With what you. I'm amazed at, you know. I still say golf is a sport, so screw you bastards. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I have found an appreciation for golf over the last decade that I never thought I would in my life. Yeah, well, see, I found appreciation for it I like to go out, the 70s. I like to go out and, you know. Part of this comes from the fact that at one point in life, my goal was to lo- mow grass for a living. And I think I might eventually go back to that. Which is not. It, yeah. It's an honorable profession. 
But I I, I, I enjoy you, golf. You get to play NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I enjoy golf as an activity. See? And you know, I'm not very good at it. He says he doesn't, but he does play a form of golf. Dead no. air, dead air. Just golf. Oh, I haven't played that which for years. Not, which is not a sport. It, that is not a sport. That is not that, that, a sport. Disc, disc golf is not a sport. It is disc not a golf, sport. It's just some stoner activity. Yeah, disc golf is what you do between taking a hit and eating some Fritos. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it's what you could do when you're a kid. You could strap him into a cart, a little jogger deal. It's what you could do for an hour before he started throwing a fit. It was, it was a way. It was a way to kill time. Carry on. It's a beautiful thing. Carry on, my it's a beautiful son. thing. Father-son bonding. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. <laughs> There's definitely nothing like it. <laughs> So we've down the rabbit hole bit. Yeah, way <laughs> way down. Um, so the that about you. Major League Major League Baseball uh, Major League Baseball winter meetings just concluded and we saw quite a few moves. Um we saw one Dodger land in a most unexpected place. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kemp, who uh the Dodgers have been shopping him for like two years, yeah. Um, mostly, and, and, you know, I, I've had conversations with several Dodger fans about this. Like, why can't we just trade Ethier? And the easy answer is that nobody wants to nobody pay wants Ethier. Them, yeah. Um, and, you know, if they, if they trade Kemp, they could get something for him in return. But the, but the, I kind of think they got fleeced on this one. I Honestly, do too. I agree. They're going to still pay $32 million of Matt Kemp's salary over the next couple years. That kind of shit happens a lot. The flip it side, does. It the does. The flip side of that, is, is everybody that Dodgers trade like that fucking comes back to haunt them. Oh, totally. And that's why it doesn't make sense to make a deal like this in your division. Yeah. No. Especially because the Padres... Since trade, them, trade them in the American League. Yeah. Yeah. And get something for them. Like, because from what I know about this guy, Grinnell... Grindall, Grindall, yeah. He's... Like, they got nothing. So, maybe so he'll like, be... he was just a straight salary dump... And you got Grandal, okay. But it wasn't a straight salary dump. Like, they're paying the salary, and you had to take this guy, Grandal, who, I mean, he hit 15 home runs, okay. 14 home runs, whatever. They got, they got an but average catcher for an average, average subpar catcher. Subpar catcher. Yeah. With a bat. With a bat. Um, it's like, I don't know. I, I was happy to see Kemp go because I'm not a Kemp fan. I like Kemp, man. I, mean, I like him as any a person. Bang, any bang Rihanna, so not uh, well. There's that. <laughs> and, I mean, I respect that. Mad respect. I totally respect that. But Mad my, respect. My my point though is that uh, I think they should have got he they should have got something like a, a top prospect. Maybe not like a top tier, but a, like a, a, a this guy Grandal, from what I can tell, is not that guy. He's a subpar defense. Average, uh, above average, maybe on the offense, but he's only got one year to show for it. It's like I think they, I think Step they got fleeced, Brown, just like you said. Brown. I think they got fleeced. Yeah. Uh, you had to move them. Yeah, but I, I don't think they did a good job there. No, I don't think so either. And, and I'm curious to see if this is a kind of a bellwether of what's to come with this new regime in the front office for the Doyers because. You know, there's a lot of changes organizationally right now for them. They, they, brought, they brought in this whole Tampa Bay contingent of guys. And, uh, you know, now Ned Coletti. Coletti's still around. He's there. 
But he's, you know, he's he's like vice president in charge of the trash vice president cans in or charge something. Of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he gets to pick the light bulbs for the stadium. I think that's his that's his new role. I think it's yeah. the trash cans. Yeah. Uh, recycle or <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I and you know the the Padres bless bless their hearts. Um, I mean, Kemp's going to help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an instant upgrade. They don't have to pay yeah. all of his salary. Yeah. And, and he's a huge and, improvement. And the Padres have always been able to afford more than they've been willing to pay. So, I mean, for this sure. is a double whammy win for them. Oh, yeah. Like, they get a proven bat in their lineup for the first time since Gonzalez left. I mean, Headley was still – I was amazed that the Yankees – Gave him what they gave him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I saw that one go through, and I was like, you know what? Good for fucking you. Yeah, because, yeah. Hey, you you just got money that's gonna set your kids up for a long, long time. Yep. yep. And you were never gonna get that in San Diego. No. And, or anywhere else, really. Yeah. I mean, and, maybe um, Boston. The Yankees, nowhere else. Yeah, the Yankees. They serve that purpose. You know, they're giving it back. <laughs> um, yeah. The the baseball meetings and everything there's a lot of it, it's it's fun every year to realize how much i've lost touch with who is actually playing major league baseball cuz i got text messages today from friends like did you see this this and this and i'm like who the hell are these guys <laughs> got football season still going on yeah <laughs> um but hey that's the sport is alive and well apparently and i don't know god I guess they they actually were meeting in San Diego this year, I think, or somewhere somewhere in California. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, hey, good deal. But beyond that, I don't know. Baseball, it's still still way off in the distance. The NFL, well, yeah, yeah. We've got we got two weeks left of NFL nonsense, and then the playoffs come a calling. Uh oh. Right, right. Never mind. I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask. Uh. <laughs> You're not required to be here. <laughs> you came of your own free will. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just. I'm having, I'm having a sea live moment here. Studio security didn't keep you from coming in. Didn't keep you from going. Out. How'd you get past the bell ring? Live moment where like it's fucking cold here. Like, You've been coming here for a year. It's gonna be cold. You should have dressed up. That's all that's I'm saying. Right. If you go to your if you go to your insurance claim, that's an act of God. <laughs> <laughs> we got no control of that. Apparently, it's cold outside. <laughs> Boys, when we when we next meet, uh, we will have. NFL playoff fields set, I believe. We will know who is playing in the college football national championship game. And the NBA season will still be really boring because it doesn't matter until, like, April to May. What about the NHL? What about the WNBA? April, May. When is the WNBA season? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know when it is. Hey, she knows. <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. Fuck you. Why did we bring oh, in a consultant? so disappointing. That's the... I, I, I,
That was the moment you were here for. You got a vagina? I mean, it made sense. Prove it. You, you you know this is my studio. Do you, do you guys have? Okay. Do you guys have any New Year's uh, dissolutions? We we I think we as as a, as a group we've talked about this uh, uh, a couple of times. Anything you want? Anything you want to burn down this year? My greater goal was to spend as little time as possible with all of my. Family. <laughs> there was a comedian. Uh, I think it was George, George Burns. Uh, I believe it was George Burns. No, no, Burns. I don't want to spend time with other people. I just want to spend less time with people. I got, I got like an immediate family of three. Or a family of four. I, my goal is to spend as little time as possible with all the rest of the motherfuckers. I believe it was George Burns that said, everyone should have a happy, loving family that lives in another state. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Can't think of a better way to go. Out. About ten, about ten years ago, I lived on the on the East Coast, and I thought it'd be a good idea to move closer. I'm thinking that I made a mistake, man. Miscalculation. Definitely, I think so. Definitely. Oh, there you have it. Another edition of T-Bone. We're going to take our last break, come back and wrap things up for the year. And this is, uh, you know, I want to hear a little fat reggae dub status, man. Those guys were pretty cool. Youngsters from HB. This is Back to the Pack. Class, I just smoked some grass. Holy shit, I graduated. How the fuck did I pass? Cause time shoots by like a star in the sky. And with this mic in my hand, yeah, that's how I'm passing by. You're hearing this because you found out that I write a story about my life simply one at a time. So now it's back to the pad again. Smoke out with my dad again. Someone hit a floor because I need myself a Heineken. Got a pack of bull. Can't give it up at length with no reason to be pet because this is a godsend. Back to smoking buns are hard. Cough, check my card. Questions about my life. Will my music takes me far because there's nowhere i'd rather be chilling with my friends in the city by the sea because there's nowhere i'd rather go with a one-way ticket on my way back to home so now southern california where the music's always pumping the party's always down and the bass is always thumping so pump up the music and turn it up loud rolling through your town we be raising up a crowd Standing up tall in this life that I'm living Thrown into a pond and now I'm the fish that's swimming In a fucking abyss Cause you're taking away from every person that I'm missing And you're thrown into a situation Surrounded by Christians who are telling me the road to take 
make no mistake I've got to make my grand escape To find the truth No person can tell me what to do Cause I'm telling you how the fuck it is Cause this Christian religion Church affiliation All of these are nothing that I'm used to But my open mindedness is like a weapon that I can't use There's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd and I play basketball. I drive the lane. I also drive my team, but I don't drink and drive. We at RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving, say, hey, if you're going to drink, don't drive. Beep, 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 yeah. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Yeah. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Parker Ainsworth. You're listening to Swoop's World, where things are awesome all the time. Remember that. Peace. Yeah, mama driving. Don't know why she's crying now. Parker Ainsworth. I like, I love Parker he plays all over the world uh, I never know where he's at I mean, he's been to India, he's been here and he's been there but, uh, check out Parker Ainsworth and just google him I, mean, I believe it's parkerainsworth.com I'm not sure outstanding music and uh, <laughs> uh, outstanding music and just a, just a solid dude so uh, check him out 
You know, uh, hey, we uh, we want to thank everybody who's uh, been a guest on our show this year, as as always, and those who've uh, stopped by, dropped by, hung out, knocked shit over, drunken motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> except for that one dude, but you know who you are, and you do. Dick. Know <laughs> yeah, who you, are. you realize we were doing you a favor, asshole. Yes. <laughs> but uh, as we wrap up another year, we started this in two thousand nine. Uh, this is, uh, as we say, Swoops World, the final season. Uh, you know, we're gonna run in. Uh, we're gonna run towards towards the end of 2015, and uh, it's a wrap. Right it's our swan song. Man, we're just like uh, uh, two and a half men and uh, Parenthood and all these other goddamn shows that are uh, doing the, the series finale. Uh, <laughs> it's it for us, unless you know somebody comes in with a big contract, wants to pay us a boatload of money, but <laughs> dollars, <laughs> yeah, cash money, <laughs> American and or Canadian. Uh, we we do enjoy Euros. we do Euros. enjoy what we do and we're gonna we're gonna rock out we're gonna rock out 2015 to the to the bitter end but uh, we want to thank all of you for uh, for tuning in each and every week uh, we love we love uh, having you listening and, and whatnot uh, Peter as 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 T Bone said any uh, any big time resolutions for the, we, we're not resolutions I, I said resolution dissolutions kind. yeah we're not we're not resolution kinds of guys but uh, big plans for the uh, for the remainder of the year no. Nope. None. Zip. Aim high. Aim shoot high. low. You can have a shoot low, man. Do not. Oh, Clean you up see, after yourself. Make your expectations low. <laughs> and you can always meet them. <laughs> yeah. we, we, how many times? Have we, that, that's like a, practically a Soup's World mile. Exactly. Manage <laughs> your <laughs> expectations. Yeah. I mean, if you manage your expectations. Yeah, life is good. <laughs> You're never disappointed. No, just no, gotta no. manage those expectations. Boner, next year's a big year for you. Isn't it? Next year's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a big year. Man. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. 2015 is gonna see some changes. It's gonna see some changes. Uh, epic changes. Yeah, I, I plan to be married this time next year. <laughs> uh, May it be your one and only. God, I hope so. I don't want to. I, I, I have had a, in, you know, I, I'm a participant, but not not the driving force in the wedding planning. Um, but fuck, I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> I said that a couple times. <laughs> well, I, I already know that if I'm ever doing this again, it's happening at the fucking courthouse. So. Or, or in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's not too late for this one to happen in Las Vegas. I mean, that's my recommendation. The option is still on the 100% table. 100% firmly behind that. I recommend it. And here's the funny thing. The, the, the future in-laws are actually on board with that. So I think, like, I honestly have a great oh, out. That's, yeah. Like, we, it's, it's not a bad gig. At the end of the day, we could just say, gig. we're going. Clark County, you go to Clark County, like, in the morning, get your freaking permit thingy. And you're not... <laughs> and then two, you know, 20 minutes later, you're like, come on, sevens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good for you, brother. Good for you. You got any big plans before the year ends? Before the year ends, uh, I know you'll be up in the, I know you go up to Big Bear every once in a while. I'm going to get a little skiing in before since, you know, they're getting snow right now. Yeah, they got hammered with and, a ton of snow. Um, Going to the Holiday Bowl down in San Diego. That's right. You got the SC, uh, SC Nebraska versus game. Nebraska. Is that the Murph? It's, a it's at the Murph. It's a meaningless Live. game. It is a meaningless but, game. Uh, a meaningless game at the Murph. At the Murph. Which, you know, I've played in one of those. Actually, mine 
I got a piece of god awful fake gold for mine. My kids got they get that too from his JC days. So I like going to games there, man. I've always had fun. I went to Aztec games there when I was a little kid. Aztecs play there, huh? They do. I know that. Uh, I saw I saw Marshall Falk play there when I was like eight years old. I was like, wow, that guy's really good. It was against like zigzagging. It was against like Cal State Northridge, you know, back when they had a football team, but still. It's like, wow, that guy. He could be something if he applies himself. <laughs> and I, I will always, that, that stadium will always have a special place in my heart. I saw my very, uh, not my, I can't say I saw my first Major League Baseball game there because I apparently went to an Angels game when I was like two years old. But I don't really count that. Yeah. But I went to, Pod- I wouldn't, I wouldn't went to Padre games there when I was a little kid all the time. Sat field level for like five bucks because no one went to the fucking Padre games. And... Uh, you know, I've, I, I've been to Holiday Bowls there even when, like, back when the Holiday Bowl was not a big deal and they never got good teams. I've seen, like, Colorado State versus Pissant Tech, you know, because it's just, hey, it's, it's, a, it's, a, good it's a bowl game. It's I, I've fun. Seen, uh, I've seen uh, several Charger teams there, and I saw the Eagles for their Hell Freezes Over tour there. Uh-huh. Which was a really great show. You're man. dating yourself. Now. If you if you couldn't see them uh, break up in Long Beach, then you might as well <laughs> see Hell Freezes Over in San Diego. <laughs> the, the tickets were way too. Exp- oh yeah, they did break up in Long they Beach. They did. That's right. Yeah. In Long huh. Beach. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I uh, as we as we wrap this year out, like I said, we want to thank all of those who tuned in. I want to give a shout out to my detective friend who I know is driving as as we speak. Um, as well as those of you who listen to all those ways you can listen to us on swoopsroll.com, the Swoopsroll app uh, for Android and iPhone devices, uh, as well as TalkStream Live and all the other ways. We want to thank you for your support each and every week. You can always tune in to swoopsroll.com and hear a, uh, we don't call them repeats, what do we call them? Archive show. And all of our shows are archived on swoopsroll.com as well as iTunes. Uh, as we always say, or as I always say, dream as if you'll live forever, live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. Good night. Peace! The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Debbie. <laughs> How you doing, Debbie? Safe drive home. <laughs>